0: Does anybody know where Eric's gone? Otherwise I will start the meeting. Oh, (laughs) thank (laughs)
1: you. Okay.
0: Well, I think I can start the meeting without him because there are a few things to do. First of all, can I welcome... Atrim and Newton Abbey Council from Northern Ireland who have come over to visit us for the day today to observe how we run our planning committee meetings and a great welcome to you delighted to see you. Um, we also have had a change around with regard to members and uh, it's a welcome back for Councillor Mackman who is now sitting for a residence for Uttlesford on this committee. And also, Councillor Mark Lemon has taken the independent seat. Sadly, he can't be with us today, um, but he will be joining us in future. But I also think a great thank you should be made to Councillor Godwin, who has been on this committee for many years and has contributed quite a lot to our planning application determinations. Uh, Housekeeping, there is no fire drill scheduled for this afternoon so if the bill goes it's for real and if i could ask you if that happens to make your way out of the doors down the stairs and assemble outside the building could i also ask you to turn off your mobile phones or put them onto silent um, as they do tend to interrupt the committee meeting if they go off in the middle Uh, could i have uh, apologies for absence Oh, and also, we are broadcasting this afternoon, so the general public can actually tune in from our website to listen to us. So, members, can I remind you that don't speak without your microphones on, because otherwise it doesn't get broadcast, and then we get accused of we've cut it out. But it's not, it's just you've forgotten to put your microphones on. So, if you can remember to do that. Thank you. Apologies for absence and declarations of interest, please. Just literally Council Lemon, I think, is that's all. Any declarations of interest? If you remember anything during the meeting, please just show your hand so you can declare it. Right. Um, Minutes of the planning meeting held on the 15th of October. I was not actually here, but do you agree that they are a true record and I can sign them?
2: Very much so, Chairman. Okay.
0: Matters arising from those minutes, I will go through page by page page 1, page 2, page 3, page 4, page 5, page 6. Councillor PERRY.
3: Thank you, Chairman. You've got a different number system to ours. Is that page 10 on our bundle? Yes. I'm
0: sorry, it is. Yes, I'm taking it out
3: of the book. Can I draw or ask a question, really, with regard to PC37 and PC38? PC-38 has been on the website for the last three weeks as having been determined by the committee and been refused. PC-37 has been on their waiting decision. So can I have an understanding, because this is causing unnecessary concern amongst the uh, community.
0: Mr Taylor.
4: Um, I'm not, I wasn't aware it hadn't been issued. Um, the deci- it was written up the day after, so I will chase. I don't know, is the answer.
0: Any other questions on the minutes? All right. Do we have any applications that have been withdrawn, Mr. Taylor? Okay. Therefore, we will go on to the first application this afternoon, which is UTT 142812, an outline planning permission in Takeley and Mrs. Denmark who going to take us through this. Thank
5: you. Thank you, Chairman. This application relates to a proposed hotel on the site at Stansted Airport. The application is an outline application with appearance and landscaping to be reserved. So at the moment we are considering access, layout and scale. The site is located adjacent to Enterprise House. The terminal is located there. And um, we've got Airside here. It currently forms part of the staff car park, but the staff car parking continues on down here towards the control tower down here. This is uh, Bassinbourne Road, then you have the railway, and then you've got Coopers End Road and the Terminal Road north. And um, this is the short-stay car parks, and the bus stations are up here. The... um, Propo- hotel is proposed to be um, terminal linked. And so you've got the rear elevation will be adjacent to Enterprise House and it's proposed that the service yard will be along here. Um, the scale of the building would be um, a ground floor, which is anticipated to have um, a reception area, your bar, restaurant, uh, meeting rooms, and you have a um, general... Um, Bits and pieces that you have associated with um, this type of air, um, hotel, um, and then there's proposed to be seven additional room uh, floors with um, bedrooms, which will provide a total of 329 bedrooms. There'll be 170 car parking spaces to serve the hotel. Um, the uh, the building would be um, no more, sorry, no higher than the existing, the existing terminal building, and it would be um, approximately eight metres taller than Enterprise House. And here you can see a relationship between this is Enterprise House and this is the proposed hotel. The proposal would result in the loss of 339 car parking spaces for staff, um, as I've already said, 170 would be retained for the hotel. As the um, proposal is um, for a, um, a terminal-linked hotel, um, under permitted development, the um, applicant is also proposing to construct a walkway along here. So there's Enterprise House. You've got the terminal here, um this is where the terminal's already got planning permission for extension. Um, so the proposed hotel is here. This is shown as Bassinborn Lane, it should actually be Bassinborn Road. Um, and then you're going to have, um, on the opposite side of the road, there will be a walkway going up towards the terminal. Those of you who are familiar with the um, airport will know that um, roundabout in this location, there is um, an open staircase going up to the terminal level. And it's proposed to also install a lift shaft here um, so that we can get up to um, the terminal level from the ground level down here. And um, so these are some indicative drawings of what it would look like. And um, so there you can see the walkway going down towards the terminal, and there's the lift over there. And then this is up at the terminal level. Um, what you would see, uh, drawings there. Um, also proposed under permitted development is the creation of an extra 381 additional car parking spaces, so that's more than they're losing. And, um, and this would be uh, ground-level car parking and it would go be around the control tower and beyond and down towards the Bund on the Pincy roundabout. It would mean the loss of some of the Bund um, because the Bund currently comes around sort of like that. Um, so it would result in the loss of some of the Bund. Now, at this point, um, currently you, you get a screen in here, but at this point you are actually able to see the majority of the car parking when you're on this road. Um, there's a lot of landscaping along Cooper's End Road so you don't get to see the car park very much but um, just around the existing car park there's quite a low hedge and um, the applicants confirmed that they would um, intend to They intend to keep the majority of the bund and then there would be additional landscaping along here to soften the approach to the car park. Um, the site is um, allocated within the local plan for development directly related or associated to Sands Airport, including a hotel. There's no outstanding objections from statutory consultees. We did initially have two objections, um, but they have now been resolved. Um, you will note from the supplementary representations that Kew Green Hotels who operate Holiday and Express have objected to proposals and they've raised concerns regarding the lack of need for the proposals and the failure to carry out the sequential test as required by the MPPF. Now paragraph 24 of the MPPF actually states local planning authorities should apply the sequential test to planning applications for main town centre uses that are not in an existing centre and are not in accordance with an up-to-date local plan. As I've already said, this site is allocated for um, airport-related uses, including (coughs) hotels, and um, that use, that policy thrust is also carried through to the draft local plan, um, which has been, um, the examination starts for next week. So on that basis, we consider that the um, proposals are in accordance with an up-to-date local plan and the sequential test is not required to be triggered. The officers' report sets out the issues in relation to the proposal and it's recommended that the application be approved in accordance with the conditions set out in the report.
0: Can I just ask one question? Um, The lift is going to be put in so that you can walk from the hotel, go up to the lift into the terminal. Is there going to be any direct access from the station because that is on the ground floor or will they have to go up into the terminal to get through? The,
5: um, to the hotel no, they not have to go
0: through the terminal as they, they will do now. They have to go through the terminal as they have to now. Councillor
6: Macman. I was actually going to ask to speak, so thank you very much. Uh, I don't want to stifle debate on this, but uh, I'm actually quite happy with this application and I'm perfectly prepared to propose that we accept the officer's recommendation.
0: Do I have a seconder for that, please? Councillor Ranger, do you wish to speak at this point? Fine. I mean the, the airport this is a designated area for um, it, it, is, it meets all the criteria to have a hotel um, we have read what uh, Holiday Express Holiday and Express say but uh, these hotels are actually uh, uh, not only used for for airport-related, quite a lot of people come to to stay at them. So uh, I I don't know their occupancy rate because we haven't got the figures for that, but they are often quite full. Councillor Salmon, and then...
7: Thank you, Madam
8: Chairman. Although they're building on the car park and they've allocated 170 car parking spaces for a 320-odd bedroom house, our local policy says one car park space per bedroom i know they're offering more car parking spaces over the other side of the road and the staff car park is getting further away are they laying on transport to take their staff in from that car park up to the terminal building
5: i would assume that staff um, i don't know the exact answer to that i would assume that staff um, associated with that may use the um, the staff car park um, and uh, having an under provision of um, car parking spaces for an airport related hotel is not unusual because people would often park their cars either in the um, long stay car parks if they're um, staying overnight to catch an early flight or what have you um, or they're arriving by public transport so um, having an under provision of um, car parking spaces would be quite normal for this sort of situation Thank
3: you, Chairman. I do assume there's no public speakers. I have come straight to the committee. So I'll, I'll ask, Enterprise House and the area around it is within the inner security zone. Are we happy that the people from the hotel cannot get out into that zone? And secondly, the conditions we've got, I think our policy is such that it cannot be related to airport parking because we have a lot of hotels now that offer two weeks free parking while you go away on holiday.
0: I believe that the airport no airport related car parking still applies to the airport and I was going to ask whether we have put a condition on that on this airport the same way.
5: My understanding, I I haven't personally used it myself, but um, my understanding is that the hotels make use of other parking services within the airport um, as part of their package. Um, But, um, um, you know, I mean, obviously if they were to offer airport-related parking for, you know, people going on two weeks' holiday, they wouldn't have any parking to offer to um, people coming to stay, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> With respect, Chairman, I, I think we can condition it, so I think we should.
0: Uh, I was just going to ask whether we have a condition. I'm quickly looking through to see whether it's covered by any of them.
5: Is it within, hmm? It's within the airport, so we wouldn't need really a condition.
0: Uh, we have done in the past, Mr. Taylor, So um, uh, because in fact uh, there was a situation where. The airport on the other side were doing it, and BAA were very unhappy because they were doing it because it took away from their, their, their from their um, their parking. But could we look into that when we? Um
4: in relation to the security question, it's not within a secure area. No. So
3: in, in a security zone, because the road is blocked. This side of Enterprise House, no vehicles can get in. No vehicles, and this wouldn't interrupt that. It's only staff that can use the bottom walkway. So all I'm asking is are the hotel, people from the hotel, can they get out of the walkway or anywhere else?
5: I can answer that. Right. Um, Let's go back to. uh, Sorry, I've got to go right back to the beginning. Um, Right. These are the barriers that go across the secure area. So the entrance to the hotel will be before the barriers. Um, Now, obviously, we've got the fencing along here, and um, so there there isn't immediate access from here to airside. Um, Passengers will obviously be allowed to walk along Bassinburne Road um, and up to the the terminal, Um, but uh, they will they would not have access to airside because of the fencing.
3: Sorry to be a pain and come back, but once you get into the underside of the terminal building, which you can from that direction, it becomes a security risk. And if you allow people to go up there, it could cause a problem.
4: You're allowed to go through it at the moment. Yes. You can walk from the terminal across there and down. There's nothing to stop you and you can go the other way. Apart from vehicles, pedestrians can walk. I have done it many a time.
0: And for the the stack meeting, Councillor Perry, quite a lot of people come by, train, and walk that way to get to Enterprise House for the stack meeting. So I think that part of the area has been de-zoned. Councillor
9: Kant. Thank you. Uh, My initial questions were along the same lines, actually. We're talking about a a building which is two storeys or three storeys higher than Enterprise House, facing... Uh, on one side the terminal facing on one side the actual um, air side and runways and it does seem to me that um, you know when I looked at airport security it said bird risk considered and it wasn't really bird risk that I was thinking about um, considering the present um, crises and and problems in the Middle East, etc. Uh, I, I do think that, um, I mean, have the appropriate security people been consulted on this and, and are happy with something that is uh, incredibly tall and overlooking airside in the terminal does not present um, a further risk to passengers using the airport?
5: Airside Ops or Stanford Airport Limited have been consulted on the application as a separate, um, so the the security side and the uh, operational safety side of the airport have been consulted and um, given their response um, on, on that and the only issues they've raised are in relation to birds. So, you know, they have been consulted and they've given their feedback. They have not raised any concerns about um, access or any other issues.
0: Mr Davey.
7: I am concerned, uh, Madam Chairman, about um, uh, there not being a really straightforward access to the railway station. And uh, I, I do think that we ought to... Uh, ask if they can 't uh, uh, find some way of improving that because if 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 they 're saying that the majority of people going there won 't be going by car, the only obvious way of them getting there is either by coach or by uh, by train or the airport itself.
0: I think the, 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 the rationale, I suspect, is the fact that they, you go, you arrive on the train, you go up on the escalator, and you just walk back because that is where the lift will be in. So you will be doing it undercover. If you actually had to go from the mm. railway station, you, would ha- you can also go up the ramp and then and go in the door and get it. Um, to be able to break through down on the train level, I think would probably caused quite a lot of problems i I didn't know whether they're going to do that's why i asked asked the question but um there are two exits as you know off the train plus a walkway so as long as they get up into the into the terminal they will be able to go um that way councillor ranger
10: thank you chairman sorry i don't understand the concern expressed here because there is no easy way into that train station unless you arrive by train You arrive any other way. You've got to go in and up and down and backwards and forwards. So why single out this hotel?
0: Right. I think we've had quite a good discussion. It has been proposed and seconded for approval. One thing that I raised at briefing, and I would like to ask the proposer and the seconder, is that I would like um, some sort of Um, uh, uh, conditionary working hours and construction traffic because we do not want construction traffic coming through Cooper's End either from Elsinore or from Takeley so I think if we can have that either added to as a separate condition or as one um, uh, another condition. Do you agree with that? Because I think the it is perfectly feasible to keep all the traffic within the airport network. Um, that
6: because that they sounds, sounds straightforward, so yes, I agree with that. Therefore, it
0: doesn't disturb the Elsinam or the Takeley people. Are you happy with that? Both, No problem with that. Um, could, could we have a sort of a definitive on the airport-related car parking or...? Is that not answerable at this particular moment? I, I'm, I'm looking at the committee that have been here some time. I thought we put some sort of restriction on the Radisson. Yes, did we? Mr. Pine? Mr. Pine? <laughs>
1: Do, we Do you want to come down,
0: Mr. Pine? We, we maybe have an officer who will be able to answer this question for us.
8: Thank you, Chairman. Um, the extra 333 car parking spaces which is proposed to be allocated in that area, this is, I think you said, going to be done under de- permitted development. Is it sure, certain, that they will actually do it? Can we, is it... Is it part of the condition? Is it part of the application that they must do?
0: Condition 5 says that staff car parking has to be there, first of all. I I asked this at briefing because it's very... um, And with regard to having a bus to get to the hotel... Um I think um mag see that as our exercise if you go for a meeting, you usually have to park by the control tower at the moment and then you walk for seven minutes and that's meant to be your exercise of the day before you get to their meetings because it is quite a long way so Mr. Pine, could you answer us on this airport related car parking
11: issue
12: I'll have a go chairman
11: um, I think the first thing to say is that because the, air- the hotel is linked to the airport, by definition, the parking is airport-related. Um, if you imagine the average stay of a, of a guest at an airport hotel is one or two nights. They, they come, they stay overnight, they fly out probably the first or second wave of aircraft, they come back a week or two weeks later. If every guest left their car in the hotel car park, there'd be no space after about two days. So it's not in the hotel's interest to have people park there for long periods of time. So that's why they would decant to say medium or long stay. So whilst you could impose that condition, by all means do so, I don't really think, strictly speaking, it's necessary.
0: Thank you for that advice. I think that that is uh, um, advice given by offices. It's up to the members what they do. Um, But because it is airport-related, they are saying that it's not necessary for us to put this on. I do know that the Radisson offer a service but take the car somewhere (coughs) else. Um, So um, up to you, members at the moment is proposed and seconded uh, with the just the additional condition with regard to st- construction traffic and no traffic through f- for Cooper's End. Shall we go to the vote then? All those in favour, please show. I think it's unanimous. Uh, unanimous. Unanimous, thank you. Right, the next one on the list is... UTT 142655 Hennam and Mr Lee Smith-Evans is going to take us through and welcome to the committee. This is the first appearance from Mr Uh, Smith-Evans with us today, a new officer working with us.
9: Thank you.
13: Thank you, Chair. Okay. um, The application I'm presenting you today is a full application for 21 dwellings on Blossom Hill Farm which is currently an agricultural holding to the east of the village. Uh, That's the the present site layout and you can hopefully see that uh, the boundary, the northern boundary to Chickney Road is um, quite heavily treed. There are some trees on the the southern boundary um, and a few existing specimens within the site that are not considered of any great value. To the the west of the site here, you have uh, allotment gardens and the village cemetery, which separate the site from the rest of the village and uh, the more built up area. Um, A quick view this is the the very eastern edge of the site here, and a a view just beyond showing you uh, Chickney Road. Uh, If you turn round from that point, you see the, the site on the left hand side of this picture. Uh, and the the trees and the view up to the village. This is the existing entrance where uh, one of the two proposed entrances will be and again a view, this is from where the second entrance in the site will be on the left hand side Uh, and if you can just notice that orange tape there that's where a development of 16 houses is taking place on the north side of Chickney Road. A view across the site shows you um, Uh, Two hedges in the foreground you have a separation from the cemetery and the second hedge is actually the edge of the site where the 21 houses are proposed. On the right-hand side you can see the trees on the southern boundary of the site. It's just a closer view into the site. You can see the existing uh, sheds and agricultural buildings, quite small scale at the back of the site there. Um, This is the layout. The layout, as I said, was for... um, 21 units, um, with two entrances proposed. This is the the western entrance to the site, uh, which comes in and serves the majority of the dwellings. Uh, up here is the second entrance to the site, which serves five of the six dwellings for cars that, that face onto it. In this location here and I hope you can see that where the mouse is moving. There's a small pedestrian link in between the two vehicular cul-de-sacs of the site. There in uh, landscape plan is a more colourful version where you can see uh, where the trees are in relation to the properties Um, and again just the the general layout. Here are some uh, indicative illustrations of uh, the street scenes created within the site. Uh, Architecturally we're looking at two stories uh, with some one and a half story elements. Here again are the rest of the site site sections and uh, that shows you the complete 21 dwellings on the site. Of the issues raised in the report there are um, some issues which I shall just drop back to this one to show you. The the two entrances onto the site, the the one in the west here serves um, five affordable units and is effectively a separate entrance for those affordable houses. The other affordable units, uh, this unit here, number seven, can park in there at the end of this, uh, this driveway from the other entrance. And here are two plots that are... Uh, one bedroom masonettes and their parking has been created there under those trees Um, and all of the other units are served from this entrance here and they come from houses on on the sides. Uh, The other issues raised on the site are issues of overlooking an amenity. here at the top you have uh, plot 22 looks directly into the rear garden of plot 19 um, and the proposed mitigation for that is here where they um, propose an obscure glazed window to the bedroom. Similarly down here for plot 4 that their private garden is overlooked quite closely by plots 6. 16 and 15 and possibly 14 too Um, and again the mitigation proposed for that is an obscured window to the bedroom of plot 15. Other issues that the report um, is concerned about and and notes is that um, recent amendments to the scheme have proposed um, covered parking here for the two flats um, and parking covered parking for this plot and this plot, plot nine, all of which have been um, located in the root protection areas of the trees on the site. Also if I draw your attention to this uh, section on the bottom, we have a a swale and a French drain and the French drain has been cut right through the root protection areas of some of these trees. which is potential harm to the retained features of the site and those protected trees. It's um, a 550 millimetre deep French drain um, proposed in the root protection areas of those trees. Um, That's about as much as I think I need to say as a description. Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you. Now we have some speakers for this and the first one is Councillor Mawson, the local member.
14: Thank you, Madam Chairman, for allowing me to speak at your meeting. Um, This proposed development, as members will know, is in the local plan. It is a component of the local plan alongside the other Chickney Road development that has been alluded to here. Um, It is also a very popular development in the village as a result of overwhelming support for it in our recent... Housing needs survey, and it is especially attractive to residents of Henham because there is a clause within the provision of affordable housing that local people will be considered favourably for this uh, inclusion of local housing. So it's very popular in the village. Um, what I'm urging the committee to do is one of two things. Preferably we would like this application to be approved um, because we believe that the issues that have been raised are largely matters of detail rather than substantive issues which would prevent the application from going ahead. If the committee is not minded to approve this application I would ask that the committee would agree to a deferral to give the developer an opportunity to sit down with officers and resolve minor matters which can be resolved and could come back to you, the uh, developers say by the 10th of December for your next meeting. The officers know what the issues are, the developer believes that we have been forced into this hearing earlier than we would like and if officers were not happy with some of the details, they could have sat down with the developer uh, and tried to thrash them out, because the determination period doesn't end until the 10th of December, and could even be, de- could even be extended further to that uh, if necessary. So a deferral is possible. The officers uh, complain about inclusivity. The definition of the NPPF is that inclusive development needs to ensure that when development is designed, it must demonstrate that it can be used by all residents. It is true that there are two accesses here which would assume that there is a sort of like two levels of uh, a development here for different types of housing but in fact the argument is that the geography of the site prevents anything else but this and it is not for any other reason but for that It was decided to use the existing access for the affordable housing. As you can see from the plan, it is in rather the narrow end of the development and uh, the site is triangular and it was uh, needed for that access to be there to enable those smaller units of the affordable housing to be accessed There is of course, as the officer stated, a path which links both the affordable and private housing, so this in itself is a cohesive uh, development, it is inclusive, Um, it is factors of geography that are making it seem to be non-inclusive as as being presented. Um, We also have been told that um, there are design differences. For technical reasons again the smaller properties do not have chimneys in the same style or the same way as the private houses. I'm assured by the developer that again if they were able to sit down with officers that something could be rectified to uh, deal with this planning condition. With regard to the parking of bicycles again uh, this has been Preempted there is a possibility that uh, sheds or bicycle um, parking uh, places can be made in the gardens of the houses, um, and the developer is quite happy again to sit down with officers and there is time to do this uh, to look at this sort of condition here um, We welcome the rigid standards uh, that have been applied to the housing um, again um, one of the issues here are use, for example, of disabled toilets and we are assured that if there is more time to look at this development um, internal changes that might be required, say for disabled toilets can be dealt with by um, agreement. Um, with regard to Plot 9 which is mentioned again the wheelchair axis can be dealt with if uh, it is possible to sit down with the developer to look at these factors. Other factors are matters of detail. Um, I'll conclude. It is possible to build on rooted areas. Um, Opportunity to submit a 106 hasn't been done not through the developer but because the parish council can't find at the present a suitable play area. I would urge you either to support this uh, application or defer it please for the reasons I've given. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you Councillor Mawson. The next person who wishes to speak is the parish council and I believe Mr Baker you're going to speak.
15: Madam Chairman my name is Nick Baker and I'm chairman of Henham Parish Council. I'm here today to ask you to grant planning commission for these 21 dwellings in Chickney Road, Henham. The history of this site, which belongs to the parish council, is of interest. It was part of a parcel of land sold to the village for allotment use. That parcel of land was subsequently divided to provide the present allotments, an overspill cemetery site, and a small holding which fell into dis- 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 disuse. It is a small holding part that forms the planning application for the 21 homes before you today. The Parish Council decided to try to develop this land some three to four years ago and receive Secretary of State's permission to redevelop the site because it was originally designated as an allotment site. About three years ago during the emerging local plan consultation the site was inserted into the local plan to counteract another unsuitable site which was removed from the plan. Henham residents responded to that consultation in huge numbers. 93% of Henham's population responded and supported development on this site. That persuaded the planning department that this site, together with the site almost opposite that's being redeveloped at the moment, should form the Henham Housing Local Plan allocation. Henham had been identified in the local plan as a village that should take some 35 to 40 dwellings to support the local plan. The whole process is an exemplary example of a parish council working with Uttlesford to provide identified housing. I think it's called localism. The local plan is inspected for soundness starting this coming Monday. This site is still in the plan and we will be supporting the site to remain in the plan and be developed. One of the reasons the parish has decided to develop this site is the availability of affordable homes. The site has eight affordable homes and the parish council has negotiated with the UDC awaiting in favour of Henham residents and their immediate families. Unfortunately, having worked so hard to bring this site forward, we now find to our astonishment that the site has been recommended for refusal by the planning department. The reasons I understand, as I understand them, seem perverse. The eight affordable homes, as you've heard, are mixed with the private homes on this very small development. We have shown the plans to residents in Henham, some of who intend to apply for the affordable housing, and have not received one single comment on the position of the affordable housing. The development opposite has affordable housing which is completely clustered together and separate. As I say, we are bewildered and confused as to the reasons for recommending refusal. We urge today the Planning Committee to approve this excellent development, which will be an asset to our village, and provide the outstanding affordable housing that we require. Thank you, Madam Chairman.
0: Thank you. And we've also got the agent who would like to speak, and that is Andy Butcher.
12: Thank you Madam Chairman for the opportunity to speak to you, you and the uh, committee this afternoon. I am an agent acting on behalf of Chris Nicholson in connection with this application. Up until the publication of the report for the meeting we were unaware of officers intention to recommend refusal. Indeed before the committee uh, and a week or so ago we submitted further information revised plans following advice from officers. We were under the impression that this had addressed officers concerns, so the recommendation to refuse the application has therefore come as some surprise to us. This is really quite unfortunate as our clients have been meeting and proactively engaging with their officers over a period of time, uh, both before and submission of the application. Indeed, it is worth noting that in relation to the local plan, my clients have entered into a statement of common ground with the Council. Uh, This makes specific reference to this application to confirm that it is generally in accordance with policy, it is the result of a design-led approach, the existing trees are protected and sufficient amenity space is provided. As you have just heard, the the proposals before you this afternoon have the full support of the Parish Council and in our view planning permission should be granted. The reasons set out in the report for refusing the application, in our view, fail to accord with the advice in the National Planning Policy Framework. The the National Planning Policy Framework makes it quite clear that it is necessary to identify that there are are adverse impacts of granting planning permission which would demonstrably outweigh the benefits. In our view, though the adverse impacts that have been stated in in the report um, do not hold uh, a great deal of weight. You have heard from Councillor Morton who's referred in detail to to the reasons of refusal and I do not intend to repeat that. But the reality of the situation is that the majority of matters that are raised in the recommendations and the reasons for refusal are matters of detail, they are matters that we believe can be dealt with either by condition or indeed as I will mention in a moment by possible deferral of the application. The clear concern that has been raised by officers is that of the connectivity between the tenures And clearly what we have done in this application is to provide a central footpath which would provide for that connectivity. There are reasons why the smallest units have to be located at the narrowest part of the site. They are served off an existing access and the design is actually tenure blind. If we are talking about design detail, this could potentially be dealt with by condition if that is considered important to members. Similarly, reasons reasons two and three of the recommendation, again, are matters that we believe can be dealt with by specific planning conditions. The garden sizes meet the council's requirements. The layout generally meets the council's requirements. Concern has been expressed about existing trees and hedges. Uh, We can confirm that we would accept a condition which will ensure that the root protection zones are protected and it is possible to compile a condition which ensures that uh, uh, special uh, methods are employed in order to protect those zones. Finally, if I can say if members do have reservations on the application, we are more than happy to sit down with your officers again in order to look at the areas of detail. And if members are minded to defer the application, we would be quite happy to to go through that process. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Mr Teddy, you wish to say something?
4: I was just going to say... it's, it's interesting being on on the opposite end of a, of a parish council support. Um, uh, this, uh, to confirm, this is a local plan site, and obviously we've been developing this over a number of years. There were pre-application meetings both before the submission, and there have been discussions since the submission, including exchanges of letters. That has resulted in amendments to the scheme, but... Um, case officers didn't feel that it had gone sufficiently far enough to overcome their concerns, which is where we got to. Um, I took the decision to report it to committee, rather than make a delegated decision, because of the interest of the parish council and um, local members to make sure that you were able to fully appreciate the scheme and make whatever decision you felt was appropriate.
0: Can I also add that I have had a letter from Stratton Parker, who are the agents for the agent asking for a deferral as well. But I think it's up to the committee to start and discuss it. And I've got Councillor Kent as the first person.
9: And thank you, Chairman. Um, I hear what the Parish Council is saying, but I do think this scheme as it stands at the moment is socially divisive. And I think what it, what it presents to Uttlesford is a very dangerous precedent if we voted for it in its present condition um, because we could end up with a larger scheme where although we insist on on, um, no larger groups than 10 we could end up with say on a scheme of 30 with a separate um, entrance and fences and things and the pinch point on this is such that this scheme is is divisive. I am happy to um, recommend that the scheme be deferred if that finds approval, but I certainly would not. Um, I would recommend it for refusal in its present state.
0: Um, theoretically, I've got to ask for a seconder now, have I? Or, or if that, or are you holding on that? While well, I've got quite a few speakers who wish to speak, shall I let everybody speak first, of all before we go to, to, to the thing? Right, it's Councillor Lochland next. Thank you. Well, if this were a school report, it would say could do better.
16: um, There is hardly anything in this report to recommend it. It is divisive. It's a Downton Abbey kind of application where the uh, servants go in one entrance and the aristocrats, if you like, and all their cronies go in through another. Uh, There may be a walkway uh, and, uh, you know, they may meet But the way it is at the moment, I think it's dreadful. Uh, The agents have had plenty of time, um, and uh, Andrew Taylor has alluded to this, they could have uh, come up with a better scheme. It seems they haven't come up with one that would merit approval. And um, I agree uh, with um, Mr. Evans-Smith, or Smith Evans, is it? Sorry. I know you're new, my name's... Yeah, uh, I agree with him wholeheartedly uh, for all the reasons that he has given for refusal and, uh, and I will certainly endorse the refusal.
0: Councillor Macman is next.
6: Thank you. Uh, I was looking at this... Uh, I, I, I agree with uh, Mr Taylor. It's unusual because usually we have a situation where the officers are supporting yes. something and the locals are totally against it. And here it's entirely the opposite. And... Uh, I think as members we do have to pay some attention to that. Councillor Mawson suggested that a deferral would be a way forward and the the last speaker said that the um, agents were in favour of a deferral. I'm not going to propose that myself at this point in time because other people want to speak but uh, I think that that would be the sensible way forward given the amount of local support for this scheme.
0: Councillor Ranger.
10: Thank you, Chairman. Yes, um, I'm I'm very pleased that you uh, recommended that we all have a chance to voice our opinions on this before we um, vote on whether to defer or not because um, I I, I have a feeling that's the way it may go go and I think it's very important that we never defer too early um, because it it leads to uh, further complications when the application comes back in. But there are, there are many aspects of this that um, this plan has is, is, is really got to have a, a rethink. Um, the separation of uh, the footpath that links the affordable to the market housing, why is it there? Because it doesn't lead to anything. Um, there's no local area of play for children from one side or the other to, to intermix with. Um, Within the application, although the agent has said the garden sizes uh, do meet our requirements, um, we have no table within the papers illustrating that um, and I thought that was something we were going towards on our reports that we would have this garden size car parking house size matrix to look at um, there are some things about the plans the plan submitted that smack to me of, sort of lack of sort of application to detail the overlooking um, of the obscure glazing um, into plot 19 was shown on a, uh, plot numbers 20 and 21 when in fact it's plot 22 that actually does the overlooking um, so that, that's, it's little things like that that make me unhappy I'm, I'm unhappy that access at the far end of the existing field access is being proposed it may well be able to be proved that it implies complies with sight lines but it is to a tight bend it will mean a vast reduction in hedgerow Um, and the tree protection zones also um, concerns me especially with the with the drain i mean that's not a construction exercise that you can't do except by cutting through roots so i think there is a a rethink needed and uh, that's the way i will be looking at it
0: customer
17: now Thank you Chairman, I think most things have already been said but I'm quite surprised because this piece of land was given to the parish council it seems in trust and I would have thought it was an excellent site for an exception site extension of their cemetery and protect all the trees there so I will go along with the eventual proposal I think for deferring this for further discussion Councillor Hicks
18: Thank you Chairman Um, uh, First of all, I I think we have to recognise that this is part of the land which has been designated within our plan for development within the area and so we should look upon it favourably. I think it's uh, um, rather refreshing to have Councillor Mawson and the Parish Council both supporting the development Mm. but at the same time, I don't think that means that we should uh, depart from the standards that we normally expect from developers uh, on every other occasion, in my experience. And uh, um, there are, um, on the conclusions of the officer under paragraph 11, there are five grounds for. Uh, um, rejecting and refusing this application, plus, of course, the consideration of the lack of a S106 agreement, no provision. And uh, um, I would like the uh, comments, before a decision is made on whether this should be an outright refusal or a deferral, I would like the views of the officers on whether uh, these uh, five... Issues which have been raised by the officers and this question of the 106 agreement, whether uh, these um, can be um, uh, conditioned as um, if, if we were to refer this, if these were to be changes were capable of being uh, uh, made without actually preparing a new application. It seems to me that very likely refusal and uh, um, a fresh application after further discussion is the way to go rather than trying to um, um, Mm. juggle with what's here um, which does present um, particular difficulties. Um, Councillor
0: Easton is next and I'll make a...
8: Thank you Madam Chairman I, I agree with Councillor Hicks um, not only is this scheme socially divisive I don't see the need for a referral the, the agents have had talks and retalks and talks again with the officers and still they're suggesting building on root protection zones um, the agents said the trees are protected well clearly they're not um, and as far as Thinking again is concerned that the only way to think again is to refuse the application and let them resubmit Uh, and then maybe they can consider more seriously uh, the way that our concerns should be addressed.
0: That is up to the committee what they decide i I actually rather come down on the side of deferral because I think there is an opportunity before the next meeting in december where um if if it can be um, these issues and they are access trees, general design and overlooking which are the four the four uh, reasons for refusal and and i am hoping that in that particular one month that those issues could be uh, ironed out if they won't it'll be up for refusal again won't it so uh, really it's up to the committee which way they go uh, councillor you had your hand up so uh, i presume you're the first one that wishes to speak in the second round on this
9: um, before I propose a recommendation, I, I would like ca- um, Mr. Taylor to answer Councillor Hicks' question, which is really, and I think from the nods, it's a concern we all have that there is so much wrong with this planning application. Uh, I mean, I think it's badly designed, badly laid out, uh, apart from the other social aspects, whether there is actually too much to correct by deferring it.
4: I certainly don't think that the changes or the, the concerns can be overcome by condition, which has been suggested. In terms of a deferral, I certainly think that um, the majority, if not all, could be resolved within this application. For example, condition 5 of the 106, which Councillor Hicks mentioned, we would always put that on if there was a refusal, because it's important to ensure that that gets picked up at appeal. So, if we were recommending approval, that would just be the heads of terms for, th- for that element. The internal design of the houses for the lifetime homes can be tweaked without really altering the houses and then that can be overcome um if i'm going to be critical i think the issues regarding you know moving some of the the affordable housing from pointy end to the the fatter end um, and rebalancing that is perfectly possible whether that's possible in terms of um the mix of the size of units well that's that's but it's certainly it's physically possible to do um so there are certain things that can be done to certainly achieve the majority, if not all, of the concerns, but we'd need to... That's down to the developer to, to come forward with those issues. I think it's helpful that they've now heard all the comments of the committee so they can take those on board in, in uh, if it is deferred, coming back and seeking to address all those comments.
9: I will therefore propose it for um, deferral And I think the developers are here and and have listened, uh, and I think it does need to come back in a very different form to the form it is now. I think it also needs to come back to the next
0: committee meeting. Do I have a seconder for deferral? Fine. Councillor Ranger has seconded. Therefore, because we have gone for deferral, there can be no more discussion on this particular application, so I will go straight to the vote. That is the rules of 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 the planning <laughs> rules. So well, I'm sorry, no, Councillor no, Mason. No so I'm going to go to the vote. All those in favour of deferral, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, right, are we all agreed on eight? Eight. 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 Yes. Those against, please. One, two, three, four. Yes, four, five. 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 Oh, right, deferral is carried. Um, but I would just add that I think it's deferral, and let's hope we see this back at the next committee meeting. <laughs> the next uh, planning application is UTT 142333, a full application for Debton. Um, Mrs. Heath, you're going to take us through this.
19: Thank you, Chair. Members' attention should be drawn to a typographical error on page 44, where conditions 7 and 8 have been merged together. Uh, If you look after where it's got in brackets, adopted 2005, that's the beginning of what should be condition number 8 regarding Gates. And then subsequently, the construction method statement should be number 9 and the tree condition number 10. Also, on page 43, condition 2, part A, should read slab levels and not finish levels slab levels um, and also in section one on the legal obligation the monitoring costs and council's costs should be removed and in section three the date the applicant has to have entered into the obligation has been amended to the 28th November 2014 supplementary representations have been circulated amongst members and these do not raise any new issues that are not already covered in the officer report The application is for the erection of two detached, two-storey, three-bedroom dwellings with associated access and garaging. The application site is situated outside the development limits of Debdom, 60 metres to the west of the village envelope. The site is located between two properties, uh, the host dwelling hill house and new cottage. The proposed dwellings would be accessed from Church Lane. There is an existing access which is proposed to be utilised by Plot 2 and a new access is proposed to serve Plot 1. The dwellings would be set back from the road by 7 metres... ...which would allow the proposed dwellings to follow the existing building line. The dwellings would have a height of 8.6 metres and 8.9 metres. The statutory consultations and representations received... ...are highlighted on pages 38 and 39 of the officer report. This part of Church Lane is characterised by detached dwellings... ...along the southern side of the lane. The dwellings would be set back from the lane and have a vernacular design. Existing landscape would be retained on the site... It has been concluded that the development would not erode the rural character of the countryside at this edge of village location. Devlin itself is a sustainable location and the site is located within a reasonable walking distance to the centre of the village. The principle of the development is acceptable. The size, scale, materials and design of the proposed dwellings is compatible with the surrounding area and is acceptable. The dwellings have been designed to mitigate impact upon the amenities of neighbouring occupiers. There is adequate parking and amenity space proposed for both plots. No highway objections have been raised. The development would also financially contribute towards affordable housing in accordance with the guidance. Approval is recommended subject to a unilateral undertaking with amendments to heads of terms removing council costs and monitoring fee, Mm -hmm. as already mentioned. Since the officer report was written and after member site visit on Monday, the council's landscape officer was consulted regarding the proposed new access and its potential effect on the existing trees adjacent to the site. And this reads... The groundworks will, will be within the root protection area of the trees and there will be a detrimental effect on the health of the trees. However, because of their limited amenity value, this is not considered to be a reason for refusal. The landscape officer has recommended amending the proposed landscaping condition re- requiring the, applica- the applicant to include within the proposed landscaping scheme details of any proposed retaining walls, details of the existing proposed levels and to include provision for a native species hedge to the road frontage of Church Lane. Finally, on... Page 44, condition 3 is duplicated by condition 9, uh, construction method statement, and so therefore can be omitted.
0: Thank you very much. Now, we have a few speakers for this one. First of all, though, we have a statement from Councillor Knight. I believe we're going to read it out, Mrs Cox. Okay.
20: I apologise for not being able to attend the meeting due to work commitments. I shall like to point out that I personally am not affected by this application as I live the other end of the village and therefore not biased in any way over this application. Naturally, having chosen to live in the countryside rather than continue as a townie, I am saddened by the slow erosion of English country lanes and the gradual loss of habitats for wild creatures. I cannot remember now when I last saw a hedgehog or frog in the vicinity and yet they were plentiful when I first arrived in the area. I've had a number of residents approach me on this planning application. They have asked me, as their district council, to make representations on their behalf. There are certain aspects of this application not directly with the actual houses, but with circumstances leading up to the application that actually causes them some concern. I would be grateful for the planning committee to consider their concerns and take them into account when considering this application. When laws are broken, ignorance of the law is often quoted as being no excuse. When the applicants are both in the legal profession, there really is no excuse for breaches of it. Whilst the road concerned is not a classified road, and therefore inserting an additional entrance does not need planning permission, it most certainly does need a comprehensive pack submitted by Essex County Council and approval from them, particularly when an ancient bank is destroyed. I have been assured that no such application was received. I am led to believe that the applicants have stated that this access point has always been there. However, photographs and statements from previous owners of the house have confirmed no such access point existed. I also understand that the tree surgeon in his own statement acknowledges that he made the unauthorised entrance as there was no room for traffic to pass if he carried out work. The additional concerns I have been asked to address are the cutting down of a healthy copse and not getting a bat bat survey carried out prior to doing so. It has been noted that this was a a bat habitat, and I am sure the applicants were well aware of their responsibilities in this respect. There seems to be an increasing amount of planning rules that are being ignored of late, as the attitude seems to be that once trees or extensions are demolished, there is not a lot that can be done, so it is worth the risk. Photographs were sent to me to show what was obviously a very healthy copse with no obvious entrance. I would be extremely grateful if you could take the residents' concerns into account when making your decision.
0: Mr Taylor just wishes to comment on a couple of statements that were made in that.
4: Thank you Chairman. Yes, there were a couple of statements. I think it's worth clarifying. Um, No planning permission was required for any works that were carried out. You'll have in your representations a comment from the forestry, committee, forestry, forestry Commission regarding the felling of the trees. That is not an issue for you in determining this planning application. Neither of those two issues should be taken further into account when you consider this application.
1: That is the entrance
4: as well. The entrance and the felling of any trees. Nothing to do with this planning application.
0: Okay, we will now go on to the objectors who wish to speak. And the first one is Lord Vernon.
1: Sorry,
21: could you
0: possibly put your microphone on? Thank you.
21: Thank you. I'm speaking in my capacity as secretary to the parochial church council of Debden Parish Church, which, as you might expect, is at the end of Church Lane. We object to the building of these two houses for two reasons. The first is access. Now, I think many of you have been and looked at the road and will be well aware of the problems of the road. Church Lane is narrow, and it's very difficult for cars to pass pedestrians. Many pedestrians use this road to access the church and the huge network of footpaths leading out of the village. There are fev- several occasions during the year when 150 or more people attend services and other events at the church. Many of them approaching the church on foot and others by car. The, uh, for example, there are school services where up to 200 parents and children attend, many of the school children walking down the lane. There are huge Christmas services, often with 150 to 200 attending. There are weddings, funerals, concerts, and other events such as Remembrance Sunday. The mix of cars and pedestrians is always difficult for all parties due to the width of the road and the high banks. There's nowhere for pedestrians to jump out of the way. Any increase in the number of cars using the lane will exacerbate an existing problem. Our second concern is precedent. If the Council permits the development of these two houses in Church Lane, which are outside the agreed development area, it will provide a precedent which will make it difficult, perhaps, for the Council to refuse planning consent for more developments in Church Lane. The Council has in the past refused access to Church Lane in connection with the conversion of a stable block, due to the nature of the road nothing about the road has changed in the last ten years this scheme to convert the stable block and others might well come forward if consent is given to the construction of these two houses in Church Lane therefore on the grounds of poor and dangerous access and the precedent which would be set for allowing development in Church Lane outside the agreed development boundaries debden parish church asks the district council to reject this application thank you madam Chairman.
0: thank you and the next speaker is henry blackie
22: Um, Apologies, I'm Roy Pedler. I will be speaking later. Uh, Henry Blackie was going to read a report um, on behalf of the school, but his voice isn't good, so with your permission, I'd like to just read it, perform the duty. This is from Ursula Ursula Lyons, who is the chair of school governors. Um, This narrow narrow lane, with its statutory 30-mile-per-hour speed limit, gives no margin for driver error, as there is no pedestrian warning sign or escape route. When travelling a modern road, there is space to allow avoidance. Pedestrians are on the path. There's enough road width to get out of the way. But down this lane, we have none of these margins. Health and safety encourages us to assist the risks of what we do. The thought of children being injured travelling along this lane to their church is an issue that has to be considered in risk assessment. The adults responsible for the care of these 140 children are in an unenviable position. We cannot allow this risk to be increased. Church Lane has high banks, hedges, a blind bend, no footpath or lighting. It is muddy six months of the year and slippery and a skid hazard when icy due due to the gradient. The felled trees protected the lane. Driving and walking were safer with them because they mitigated the worst effects of the weather. The snow and ice and frost were reduced by their sheltering effect. We are worried that if the planners no longer consider further intensification of traffic in this substandard lane hazardous for this and future planning applications, as they stated in 2004, how then will we ensure the safety of our children? That's the end of her submission. Thank you very much.
0: Now the next speaker is Jane Pearce.
17: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen. You may remember from the last meeting that I have great concerns about the environmental impact of the proposed application and the damage that has already been done. An area of woodland has been illegally felled by the applicants without regard to the habitat they have destroyed. A letter sent to the planning officer by the applicants after the last meeting fails to address these issues. Citing perceived danger of falling trees is not a defense as a felling license still has to be applied for. As we now know, the legally required back survey was not carried out. Plus an ancient back was destroyed when putting in said access without the required approval. As you know, one of the government's three dimensions to sustainable development is an environmental role and a development should contribute to, protect, or enhance our natural environment, and as part of this, help to improve biodiversity. I would now like to quote from a statement made by Professor Ron Douglas of London University, who is a resident of Church Lane. I'm writing in my capacity as a university professor, who has been involved in biological education and research for over 40 years. However, my comments are based as much on simple common sense as on detailed knowledge of biology. My main concern is the assertion made in section 516 of the supporting statement that biodiversity will be enhanced by this development is erroneous. It appears to be based on the fact that some bird and bat boxes will be provided. Firstly, the removal of a large number of trees will potentially have displaced an even larger quantity of bats and birds, and it seems unlikely that enough bat and bird boxes would be provided to furnish nesting and roosting areas for all the displaced animals. Furthermore, bat and bird boxes only provide shelter. However, trees and other vegetation also provide habitats for the animals of which birds and bats feed. Thus, the whole local ecosystem supporting bats and birds will have been destroyed. Simply providing somewhere for them to shelter does not repair the wider damage done to the ecosystem of these animals. The concentration on birds and bats also shows a complete misunderstanding of the concept of biodiversity, which encompasses not only such trophy species, but also includes Include smaller animals such as insects, as well as plants, lichens, fungi, and even bacteria. Bird and bat boxes will do nothing for them. It is self-evident that replacing a complex, diverse biological habitat composed of hundreds of species with buildings, driveways, and lawns will greatly diminish biodiversity. Could Madame I ask you
0: to start winding up now,
17: because you yeah. had your I'll just there. finish um, this. Quote, the damage done to biodiversity to date by the removal of the trees is not that great and could easily be remedied in a relatively short space of time by replanting. Most of the ecosystem is still intact. To claim that the proposed development would be beneficial to biodiversity not only shows a lack of understanding of basic biological process, it is also at odds with simple common sense. Thank you for your attention. Thank you.
0: Uh, The next speaker is Roy Pedler again.
22: Um, Good afternoon again. Um, I'm Roy Pedler. I actually live uh, next door to the um, proposed development. Uh, The district plan states that Church Lane is characterised by dwellings set in spacious tree-lined grounds. These proposed houses are large and detached, squeezed into a small plot, and have practically non-existent gardens. The only two visible houses that are next to each other are Old Cottage and New Cottage. They are together for a reason. They were farm cottages owned by Debden Hall Estate. The houses at the end of the lane are Debden Hall Gardens, and again, they were built for a reason, as they were the gardens of the Old Hall. You can see there is a history to the houses down this lane. If these new housing development were permitted, It would create a continuous bank of houses for over 100 metres. This would disturb the established pattern of development and create a more built up appearance which will mean that the rural character of the lane is harmed. This alone has been grounds for refusal in several other applications in 2013 which are part of the public record. There would be no history about these houses there's no need them, for them to be there, there's no historical significance for future generations at all, and this is contrary to policy S7. As we've heard, ch- Church Lane is a unique part, is a unique lane, part of the Harkamlow Way, and it has its Grade 2 listed school um, at the top and the Grade 1 listed church at the bottom. Where else in Essex is there a lane like this? In the application, it states that the views into the site would be dispersed by leaving the trees on the rear boundary, so the rural character would not be changed. Well, for a start, do you really believe that the... Sorry, uh, as soon as someone moves in there, I think probably these trees are going to be cut down because they actually block out the view um, that they will have paid so much money for. The planning officer has also not recognised that the view from the lane is also part of this special landscape and allowing this development will destroy its rural character. Policy S7 states that the countryside will be protected for its own sake. Planning permission will only be granted for development that needs to take place there. There is no special reason that these houses have to be there, so we respectfully request that you refuse this application. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And then the last objector is uh, Elsa Pedler.
23: Hello. Uh, My name's Ilsa Pedler. I live in New Cottage, which is next to the proposed development. Debden is classed as a sustainable village, but does that mean that every single application has to be passed? We do have a village school, but it's full. We do have a a shop, but it's a community shop run by volunteers. It's the sort of place you go for a pint of milk um, and the kids buy ice creams after school. You certainly can't do a weekly shop there. You get in your car and you go to Saffron Walden, Um, or you get it delivered. This housing development down Church Lane, in reality, would not bring jobs or services to the village. They're not the type of houses that meet the community's needs. The young people of our village need affordable housing, not three-bedroom detached ones. It's also laughable to think that people buy these houses and and will use the local bus. You certainly can't use the bus to commute. It takes over an hour to get to, to Audley End, and you have to change in Walden. All these houses would do would be to bring extra traffic down the lane, by possibly up to six extra cars and all the associated delivery vans, oil tankers, septic tank lorries. And where do the visitors park? There's no room in the lane. The village hall car park has a limit of two hours and is in constant use. As anyone who has driven up or down the lane knows, if you meet another vehicle, you end up reversing quite a distance. And as we've heard, uh, protecting and enhancing the natural and historic environment, um, it doesn't fit either. Extra cars mean extra difficulties for everyone that lives in or uses the lane and more pollution. This application is therefore not sustainable. It's also outside the VDL, which is of huge significance. It's contrary to the Uttlesford Local Plan, Policies S7, the NPPF and the RLP. In summary, this application has involved many irregularities and illegalities, a contrived and inadequate biodiversity report, too much weight given to sustainability, and the safety of the lane users given no recognition at all. As planning committee members, we recognise you have to have regard for the specifics of planning law, but we also understand you can take a holistic view of planning applications. These houses are not needed, they're not sustainable, these houses will harm the rural character of the landscape and are therefore contrary to the ULP, policies N7, 8, 9 and Gen 2. These houses will increase the safety risks of those using the lane and they'll set a precedent for future developments. In order to make this application, an important habitat has been destroyed in a cynical and calculated way. Although it's outside your remit, the Forestry Commission has confirmed that this is a, uh, a crime has been committed and if this application is granted, it will be sending a, a clear message to Uttlesford residents that they can flout the law um, because planning applications may be accepted. So in view of all these uh, reasons, we re- respectfully request you to refuse this application. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. And now we have the agent who is entitled to 15 minutes, if he so request, but I'm yes. sure... The a- <laughs> oh, it's right, the applicant. It's not the agent that's going to... Do it so. uh, Mr. McCahill.
24: <coughs> Thank you. Uh, my name is Dominic McCahill, one of, one of the applicants, and I trust I shan't t- trouble you for 15 minutes. Um, at the last meeting and today, serious allegations, well, at the last meeting, serious, serious allegations were made for the very first time about our conduct and having trees cut down on the site, work which started in 2011 and was finished almost two years ago. Shortly after the last meeting, or at the time of the last meeting, one of the objectors made a complaint to the Forestry Commission. The timing of these allegations is, to say the least, very disappointing. While we're told that this, is strictly speaking, and it's been confirmed uh, this afternoon, that this isn't a planning matter, in view of the public nature of these proceedings, we want to respond to them briefly. Uh, the trees were cut down in two phases in 2011 and 2012. Mrs. Pedler quite properly asked us to deal with the trees along the boundary with with her house. She raised the issue of safety and the inconvenience of the overgrown trees and she raised it on more than one occasion. We took advice from a tree surgeon, Mr. Bland, and acted on it. We removed a strip of trees along the common boundary. This is referred to in more detail in in Mr. Bland's letter, which is in the papers you have. Uh, Some damage was caused to the roof of new cottage in the process and was repaired. Subsequently, and probably because of increased exposure to wind, a number of trees on the site fell down. You have photographs of some of these in the bundle. Uh, they were taken by me on my mobile phone and they're not of great quality. But they do show the size of the trees, some uh, of the trees that, that had fallen. Uh, if any of these trees had happened to have fallen in, the, in, the, in a different direction, it might have brought down the power line, the telephone cables and fall across, fallen across the lane. And one or more may have fallen across onto um, a new cottage. Uh, until that time, our children maintained a den in 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 those in the area, uh, and and played there and lit fires. There was, in our view, a real danger to person and property, and we were, of course, not in a position to know if and when and which tree might fall next. Um, I, I don't know if I could. Take uh, the committee to the photographs. I, we
0: no, did we've pre- got the photographs in our in, in our packs. We have looked at those. You can't actually pass anything round. We do not allow it. I'm sorry, but you can you can refer to them. They are. We do have them in the supplementary reps.
24: Right. And the, uh, and and they, okay. Um, well, the first two photographs show uh, one large tree that fell and fell over and broke a uh, a, a, a a fence. On the second photograph, you can see uh, the same uh, tree, but what it also shows is a a clear view of a new cottage, uh, which shows that the the clearing work had previously been carried out. Uh, According to my mobile phone, these photographs were taken at the end of June 2012. Uh, The third photograph shows the kind of massive and sudden failure of a large tree uh, where it snapped near the base, Uh, a similar uh, a different tree is shown on photograph four, uh, and uh, the colouring of the, the trunk base uh, shows how rotten it is. Uh, photographs five and six show uh, a thinner tree that had fallen, and I'm not sure it may be the same tree. And the, the final photograph shows uh, a thin tree which failed, uh, kind of a third to a halfway up its height. The other thing I think to note about uh, this is the trees surrounding which are standing, you can see the general nature and their rather thin uh, um, and uh, unleafed nature. We were also advised by a solicitor that we could be strictly liable for damage caused by falling trees. So we took further advice from Mr Bland, which resulted in in the further trees being cut down the line of trees on the far boundary were retained because they were stronger and far enough away from the power line. Mr Bland works frequently in Debden and has also been engaged by the parish council and other residents on Church Lane. And indeed, even today, he's working on some neighbour's property dealing with uh, hazardous trees uh, on, uh, adjacent to the lane. So having received this advice, uh, we really had no choice but to follow it. Had we not done so and had a tree fallen causing damage or or injury we would have been in an indefensible position. Mr Bland's letter uh, makes clear that Mr Pedler raised no objection at the time and even felt able to request a section of trunk to use as a chopping block. So having had the necessary work carried out we then decided to to seek to uh, build these houses which is a decision with which our neighbours do not agree. However, we would refute in the strongest terms any suggestion that we acted in any way improperly or wrongfully. Um, Councillor Knight's letter essentially repeats some allegations that she made orally on the last occasion. Her professed lack of bias did not extend to contacting us either before the prior hearing or before the the meeting today to check the facts. Uh, I would like to correct one uh, statement made in Lucy Carpenter's report Uh, it is correct, and as stated by Mr. Bland, that the uh, access uh, to the site was installed by him in 2011 when he first started carrying out some works. Uh, It's misstated in um, uh, Lucy Carpenter's report. This was uh, an issue which I corrected at the parish council meeting uh, at which the peddlers and Tina Knight were present. So I'm particularly surprised to see the the content of of Tina Knight's uh, letter. Uh, read out today. The Forestry Commission have informed us that they will not be taking any action. Uh, We've had no substantive contact with them. They have not seen the photographs. Um, They're not taking any further action, but to to repeat, uh, we do not accept that that we have done anything wrong. Moving on to to planning issues, Uh, as for the design, we considered carefully whether to seek to build a single large house or or two smaller houses. We concluded that the position of the site in the context of the lane would lend itself better to two smaller properties. And we reached this decision in the knowledge that it would mean that we'd need to make a contribution to affordable housing, which we're happy to do. We believe that the proposed design would provide two high-quality family homes, which would fit in sympathetically in the location near the centre of the village. Um, Our aim in building the homes is to build homes which we'd be happy to live in. In Abraham's, has considered the interests of our neighbours carefully, and you will see that the side elevation of the home next to New Cottage has not a single window. You will also have seen, as has been mentioned, that New Cottage has a neighbouring property immediately next to it on the other side, Old Cottage. And as its name suggests, Old Cottage preceded New Cottage. It has also been said that approving this application would be a precedent for further development outside the village envelope. In our view, each application has to be judged on its own merits in accordance with the relevant policies. Other development outside the Devon village envelope has been approved, perhaps most recently by the top of Rookend Lane. However, they are not matters on which we seek to rely because our our application should stand and be judged on its own merits. Uh, Lord Vernon referred to the stable block application of a decade ago... Um, he he was in error in that the application was granted for the conversion of the stable block the block is on the old coach road what was not permitted was to build an access route onto Church Lane finally much has been said about the traffic on Church Lane we rely on the extensive comments and reasoning of the highways authority from the objections which have been made it is clear that on occasions there may be up to 50 cars parked at the church and in addition pedestrians walk down the lane to the church in that context, the proposed development could only have a negligible impact on traffic. In reality, when there is a big event at the church, there are times when it is practically impossible to go against the flow of the traffic, and you simply have to wait a while. For many years until quite recently, a builder uh, kept his materials in a yard at the bottom of the lane. I'm not aware that the regular comings and goings of a builder's van gave rise to any complaints by any of our neighbours. Um, and and in truth, most of the time, the traffic on the lane is very light. And finally, on on the traffic issue, uh, if if permitted, the development will create two driveways, which probably would be used as informal passing places in the same way as the entrance to our home is used. Uh, In conclusion, I'd like to thank you for your consideration and for taking the
4: time to visit our home.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Mr Taylor, you just wanted to make one thing clear again.
4: I just wanted to repeat what I said earlier, seeing as um, the comments have been said again since then. Um, It's clear that the highways access did not require consent, made clear on the supplementary representations from uh, Essex highways, and any other um, activity in relation to the trees is not something to be considered by this committee. We need to judge this application on its merits, not in terms of any other previous history in relation to those aspects of the site.
0: I've got one person who wishes to speak which is Councillor Macklin.
6: Thank you very much. Uh, I take the point that we can't consider any potentially illegal activity so we have to consider what has ha- actually taken place. Uh, I, it's the cynical nature of some of the activity that uh, I find offensive, to put it mildly. The, uh, the fact that the site was cleared prior to an environmental assessment being carried out The fact that a BAT survey has not been carried out. I've mean, i considered this site. I've actually visited the site myself. Um, Church Lane is a very poor access point. (coughs) I can can just imagine what it's going to be like in the winter when there's a load of people going down to the church and somebody's trying to get out of one of these houses. It would be a nightmare. I am not prepared in any way whatsoever to support this application and I will be proposing it for refusal, but not at this point in time.
0: Thank you councillor Malcolm
16: thank you well I take the contrary view I um, we've already heard that traffic goes up and down that road to serve there are funerals weddings and christenings and good christenings and everything else uh, uh, so the uh, lane is used I can't actually that uh, two more houses are going to generate a lot more traffic if it were a factory being built there i would perhaps agree and essex highways uh, actually don't have any problem with it the only thing i would like to ask um, we're told that there was an ecological survey that was sent in um, by the um, applicant i believe and it said something about page two um, well we haven't seen the uh, ecological survey so I don't know what that said but perhaps you could enlighten me and also the good old great crested neuters, uh, written come to light again so there are no conditions to uh, protect anything uh, like that on the um, application and I wondered if perhaps we could add a condition if anything like that were found then um, we could save their little lives so that's, uh, that's it really
25: Right.
19: Uh, with Could regard to this? the ecological survey, um, that was obviously submitted to Essex County Council for their consideration, and their response was, that was really um, condition number 10. They wanted... And that's the point that they referred to, that, that they wanted that included within the con- plan conditions if we were to recommend approval, which has been done. Um, with regard to the additional condition,
0: I don't, Yeah. Do we need to put... Do we need to put great-crested newts on the bottom of bats, owls and great-crested newts? Yeah, could we? we, we that yeah. they are protected species. Yeah, they are all
16: protected a species, and we would be remiss if we didn't no, we uh, that? do that, mm-hmm. I think.
4: Yeah, number 10. Jeremy, um, I don't think you could add it to question, uh, condition 10, because that's regarding the mature trees. And if I'm very much mistaken, great-crested newts don't often use trees. Um, I think the, I think the, the issue with... Um, great newts is they're protected in their own right so we wouldn't normally put a condition on saying that because they are protected in, in that so you need a license to deal with them so you wouldn't you don't deal with that under the planning in, in that sense it would be perfectly possible to put a condition on um, regarding length of time we have a standard condition regarding length of time since the last survey yeah. in terms of ecological survey was done which we could put on to check whether anything has happened in the intervening period before it starts so we could put that standard condition on if that was appropriate yeah.
0: Are you proposing
16: approval then? Am I allowed to because I believe... Yes. he didn't... Propose he didn't pro- oh, well, yes, I will propose approval. Yes, thank you.
0: Do I have a seconder for approval? Councillor Kant, you're down to speak. Would
9: you like to speak now? Yes, please. Um, um, I think um, reading the uh, additional the supplementary representations, I mean, basically, Essex County Highways say that they feel the increase is de minimis and that there are many, many lanes around Uttlesford like this and I have to agree, we have a couple in my village which are quite heavily um, populated with um, houses and people are just patient and wait their turn I think, to be honest, all the other stuff, as um, Mr Taylor has said is totally irrelevant to the planning application the planning application is whether um, two houses are suitable on this site I've tried to look at the map and I hear what the school are saying but it does seem to me that the entrance to the school is is in the part of the road before it actually turns into Church Lane or at least in a much wider part of the road and so that I can't see that two extra cars would, would affect um, children walking down to the church or whatever um, I mean, I would have thought motorists would be particularly careful if children were walking in a crocodile. And so, I, I, you know, um, I think in real terms that two houses here is generally acceptable. Thank you. Councillor Easton.
8: Thank you, Madam Chairman. Um, the owner has explained his cutting down of the cops and the removal of valuable habitat, but this is not a thing that we can, can consider. But what we can consider is the sustainability aspect of this development. Um, if you look at the responses from the campaign for, for the protection of rural Essex, it's a very lengthy uh, treatise and deals in detail with most of the aspects of sustainability. In fact, the primary ones are that the nearest rail station is Newport, eight miles away. The nearest shops are nine kilometres away, sorry, kilometres, not miles, uh, in, in, in Walden. Um, he ends up with the penultimate paragraph, there is no way that this proposal can be claimed to be sustainable development in any level. And I think the committee ought to be aware of this to a very great extent, Jim.
0: Thank you. The next speaker is Councillor Perry.
3: Thank you, Chairman. My favourite subject is its county highways. I'm astounded that they have said that because the vehicle speeds and the volume of traffic be low, it's therefore no highway safety issues. I have attended many accidents where the speeds are below 30 miles an hour where people have been killed, and statistics prove that fact and it's also down to driver error. So I don't give any credibility to highways on that issue and I feel there is a a real safety concern in that lane. Also, the accepted level of clearance prior to development is known and we have that as a guidance, but this has gone way beyond that and I have serious concerns. And lastly, going on sustainability, the MPPF is quite clear and the environmental role is the third strand of that and has not been adhered to. And I concur with what my colleague has said next to me. Thank you, Chairman. As you know, the highways authority are the authority
0: on, on, on roads, and we go against them at our peril, as we have had costs awarded to us before. So we need to look very carefully at that. Um, Councillor Ranger. Uh,
10: thank you, Chairman. Um, Councillor Houston has just pointed out um, an item that we should be aware of and indeed we should because recently we approved two houses in Debden Green which is my mind is no less sustainable or more sustainable than than this situation and that's also in the local members group uh, ward and uh, the same local member and that was supported on that occasion by her so um, we'll leave that one where it lies Um, one of the um as Mrs Pedler mentioned, the view from the lane um, being important. Um, to my mind, if there was a, a tree screen along the lane at the point of, of, of the frontage of the site and with the, the height of the bank, um, one would have been able to see the view beyond the site. So I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to draw from that. In respect of the comment by the school governors, Yes, they do uh, have to carry out a risk assessment for taking children up and down the lane, and that's, that's only right and proper. But that risk assessment will not, say, will not quantify a number of cars. It will say any vehicle. Um, so the, the, the nominal amount of vehicles, and even if they occurred at the time of movement uh, of children at the lane, um, the vision is good. Um, and, and in the event of meeting other traffic from that, uh, from those vehicles exiting there, they have now created two more passing spaces.
0: Councillor Macklin, you wish to come back?
6: Yes, thank you very much. Uh, with regard to the MPPF, as it's been made clear to us on a number of occasions in the past, they talk about sustainability in these three strands, which are economic, social and environmental. This development brings no economic benefit to the area, it brings no social benefit to the area, and it brings no environmental benefit to the area, quite the opposite. Therefore, it's, by definition, unsustainable. Uh, In future, when I'm minded to propose something for refusal, I'll do it straight away.
0: That is your right, if you wish to. But you didn't on this occasion. Um, Okay, is there any other member who wishes to speak? It has been proposed, yep. Councillor Perry. You wish to come back?
3: If this is miled for approval, I would like consideration for a condition regarding um, contractors' vehicles not to be on the, that lane.
0: I think we could look at a plan. Uh, there is a condition where we, have a, we ask for the contractors to put in a, um, a plan as to how they will manage the site. Um, we well, have got condition nine. Will that cover it? Yeah. It will. Okay. The condition is there, Councillor Perry. The condition is there already. Okay. It has been proposed and seconded for approval. All those in favour, please show.
25: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Those against? One, two, three, four, five.
0: Right. It has carried. The permission is granted. Right. Um, The next application is UTT 142948, Saffron Walden, and Mrs. Shoesmith, you're going to take us through this. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I was going to do it after this application, but would you like one before? No, no,
20: not me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we do this? This—it's Huddersfield Court. It's
0: our application. Once we've done this, we will have. After this application, we will have a three-minute
9: comfort break. Thank you, yeah.
17: Councillor Manell. Okay. Do we have? to Has uh, Councillor Ranger cleared this as? We're members of the Housing Board. Is that right?
0: Non- um, Mrs. Olivier do, we need to, do they both need to declare a non pecuniary interest? Because they're members of the Housing Board, so uh, they have yes, discussed it. Yes, indeed, this. they do. Yes. Right. So, how many of you are on the Housing Board? Could you please show? So, there's Councillor Manel, Councillor Perry, Councillor Lachlan and Councillor Ranger. If you could write that down as a non pecuniary, please. Thank you. Right. Mrs. Susan.
26: Thank you, Chairman. The application site is Hafferley Court which is located uh, within Severham Warden on the junction of uh, Chaters Hill and um, Redwinter Road. The property as you've heard is council owned sheltered accommodation. Um, It's located within the conservation area of Severham Warden. There is a scheduled ancient monument which is located here. Along the southern boundary of the site, there is um, thick, heavy landscaping um, together with um, the slade running through the lower half of the site. The building in itself is located within flood risk zone 1, uh, therefore having low probability of flooding. There's residential properties which are located along the southern um, to the, towards the south of the site and the gardens of properties which are located on Hollyhock Road to the east of the site. To the north is Hatherley House which is an independent care home um, which is linked um, attached to the application site itself. The back-to-back relationships from the existing property to um, other residential properties surrounding the area Um, range between 38 to 52 metres. The ground levels on the site fall from north to south, um, which approximately range between 2 to 3 metres um, from the top of the site down to the road itself. The applications for extensions and alterations to the existing building. Um, these would be in the form of a two-storey rear extension um, which is located here, this being Chaters Hill and Radwinter Road along here. Um, this w- the two-storey extension would consist of two flats with a net gain of one, uh, one of the existing uh, flats which is located on the lower ground level is proposed to be relocated within the two storey. This element here, sorry, I don't think the plans are that big enough for you to actually see. Um, The existing extension, sorry, the the flat will be relocated here with a um, conservatory which is proposed along the back to create a main lounge area on the ground floor leading into the proposed conservatory with a decked area. Um, other alterations and extensions which are proposed is um, within the, ex- um, the existing flats are proposed to be extended, uh, creating um, kind of bayed areas which will increase the footprint of each of the flats between four to sorry four to six square metres, um, creating better internal um, circulation for each of the flats and additional um, living accommodation. Other extensions which are proposed and alterations is um, a new refuse bin which is located from um, within the building itself to outside which would form a single storey side extension. There is a void space which is here which is proposed to be utilised to create a further store and laundry area. The second floor is, again, similar um, in terms of the extensions to the existing flats all the way around. This is the the first floor. Um, Some of the properties which aren't proposed to be extended. um, Juliet balconies are proposed um, with French doors which will provide and internal uh, walls will be uh, removed to create um, a more open living space <coughs> environment uh, within the actual apartments themselves. Other Juliet balconies which are proposed which um, above um, a flying lease uh, which is of Hathley House so there's an element above um, Hathley House which is utilised by Hathley Court itself. In terms of the elevations and what they will look like um, These elements, there are existing elements here which are being utilised and being pushed out further. Um, As I say, the depth is minimal in terms of um, how much more additional space it it is being created. Element, this is the uh, single storey bin that's been proposed as well, refuse um, area. Elements that are proposed to be um, extended or altered. Um, Rendering is proposed to be used to um, lift the elevations of the property, which is currently um, just brick at the the moment. As you can see here, uh, some of the Juliet balconies that are also proposed. This is the um, east, sorry, the western elevation, which is facing onto the common. Again, you've got the uh, conservatory here, the two-storey rear extension. And other elements which have been pushed out um, within um, within the elevations. And this is a 3D view of what the extensions will look like um, on the actual building itself. This being the two-storey extension. Consultation responses have been outlined within the report on page 51. Since the writing of the report, the Town Council have responded raising no objection to the development. A letter also from a neighbouring occupied has been received also raising no objection to the application. The principle of the development is considered acceptable as as the site lies within the development limits of Saffron Walden and also within a sustainable location. The proposed development will provide additional council-built um, sheltered accommodation uh, which will meet an identified need and also improve the living environment of existing residents within the building. The proposed extensions in terms of their uh, design, size, scale and siting are acceptable and in keeping with the main building itself. The introductory introduction of Render would help to provide a rel- relief um, from the existing um, bulky appearance of the building and remove um, the building's current monolithic appearance. There will be no impact upon the ancient monument or the conservation area itself. No objection has been raised by the council's conservation officer. The back-to-back distances uh, from the the application site to existing neighbouring properties exceed the standard of, uh, of 25 metres. Therefore, no direct overlooking is considered. Also, no undue impact is considered upon Um, Other residential or visual amenity within the area or neighbouring occupiers. Due to location of the site within close proximity to the town centre and the nature of the use, having low car car ownership, no additional parking is proposed other than that that's currently on site at the moment. No objection has been raised from highways, no ecological or flood risk issues have also been raised um, as part of the application. The development is considered to be acceptable in accordance with policy. Approval is therefore recommended subject to conditions listed within the report and subject to condition 5 being amended to include all brickwork shall match existing on page 58. Thank you, Chairman.
0: Thank you. Now we have the agent who wishes to speak, which is Andrew Collett.
27: Good afternoon. Thank you for me to speak today. This application seeks planning permission for the refurbishment and extension of the existing sheltered housing scheme at Hathley Court. The current accommodation is largely unaltered from when it was first built in the 1990s. A majority of the existing flats provide poorly sized bedroom facilities that fall short of the current standards. The interior is dated with no reception area and no easily identifiable entrance point. The residence lounge is on the second floor, and whilst this is large is gloomy and with poor natural light. There is no purpose. There is also no purpose-built scooter store or charging point. The planning application seeks to significantly improve the accommodation, bringing it up to modern standards and making it an attractive and pleasant place to live. A number of small extensions will be made around the building to provide additional floor space and enable alterations to internal arrangement of each flat to make better use of the space. All flats will be fully refitted with new larger kitchens and wet rooms, and Juliet balconies will be provided to some of the first floor flats. A larger extension would also be built on the southwest corner of the building, providing two new one-bedroom flats, which will be wheelchair-accessible. One of the existing flats within the building would be converted to provide a new residence lounge on the ground floor, leading to a new conservatory with the terrace extending out to the gardens. The existing second-floor lounge would also be improved through the addition of French windows, Juliet balconies and sunpipes to improve the natural lighting. A new, more legible entrance to the building would also be created, as well as an internal store for mobility scooters with electric charging points. Externally, the appearance of the existing building would be significantly enhanced and the modest extensions would also introduce some variation in material and would break up the rather monotonous existing elevations. The proposed development is compliant with the local and national planning policy at all levels and the provision of one additional unit of shelter accommodation in the sustainable location is acceptable in principle. The scheme has been carefully designed to ensure that there is no adverse impact on neighbours nor the conservation area. The existing mature trees within the site would also be retained and there is no impact on biodiversity. The level of the parking provision will remain as existing and there is capacity to absorb the additional parking space for the new flat. And there has been no objections from highways authority and the provision is in line with other schemes approved within the district. Extensive consultation has taken place with the existing tenants, and despite the inevitable disruption they will face during the building works, they are fully supportive of the proposals. In conclusion, the proposal will enable significant improvement to be made to the existing accommodation, and will provide one additional unit of sheltered housing. The scheme has been carefully designed following discussions of council officers, residents, and other key stakeholders, and the proposal is acceptable at all levels of planning policy, and we respectfully request that the members endorse the recommendation of their planning officer and grant planning permission. Thank you.
6: Thank you very much. Uh, Councillor Macmillan. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, quite an impressive application. It makes a significant improvement to what was previously a fairly dull building that uh, didn't really meet modern requirements. I'm very happy to propose that we accept the uh, proposal to, to approve it.
0: Do we have a seconder for that? Everywhere. Who would like to speak? Councillor, Rees- uh, Councillor Eastman? Easton?
8: Yes, Chairman, I was going to propose acceptance of this, but I've been beaten to it. Well, I'd be happy to second the proposal.
0: Councillor Davy?
7: Uh, yes, Madam Chairman, I was hoping to either propose or second it, although I'm a little bit alarmed about the Ju- Juliet balconies. What are they getting up to? Up
0: there? <laughs> hoping that Romeo will come along. <laughs> Councillor
16: Lockley? Thank you. Um, can I just have some clarification? You see that path um, where they've got the conservatory bit. See, yeah, the one. No, for this this one, yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't go anywhere.
26: No, no, it, it's internal. There's a garden. This part, this part of the communal gardens.
16: Right. Well, I was just thinking, if someone had a mobility scooter, or uh, they couldn't go any further than that.
1: The racetrack. Huh?
16: Well, I mean, doing a three-point turn there is going to be a little bit difficult, Bob. I just, it, you know, I mean, it, it just sort of comes to a dead end. Wouldn't it be possible... An impression. To, well, an artist's impression, or not even if you had a different artist, it would look exactly the same. It, it, you know, wouldn't it be possible to sort of, I don't know, turn it round, make it a bit more of a feature so that people in their wheelchairs or mobility scooters could actually go somewhere Robert's well as our,
0: as our officers are sitting in the in the room, I'm sure your comments will be taken on board. There is quite a few. Ah, They're all sitting at the right. back. So, <laughs> so I think your comments have been heard loud and clear, Councillor Loughlin <laughs> Councillor Ranger.
10: Yes, thank you, Chairman. Yes, it's an imaginative adaptation and extension of a of a building that's uh, substandard. Um, I have two minor points, really, on the conditions. Uh, condition two. Uh, Part D, no fires shall be lit within 10 metres of the nearest point of the canopy of any retained tree. There should be no fires, full stop. Um, uh, tree arisings is a trade waste, and trade waste should not be burnt in this district. Um, item four, condition four, um, Nigel Browns or West Highlanders don't make conditions you can't enforce. Clay pan tiles will not match the existing on there, except in size and profile. They'll never look the same, whichever ones you bring in. So... It should be clay pan tiles, um, you know, to be used on development in line with the, current, with the existing profile. That's all you need to say. You can't match. It's, it's just just words that can't be enforced.
0: Right. It has been proposed and seconded with those few changes. Other proposer and second are happy to take those points on board with regard to the conditions. I understand where you're coming to
8: on on Pantaz. Councillor Easton. So condition 3 sorry 2D will just read no fire shall be lit.
0: Yeah. I would have thought that was eminently sensible being so near to (laughs) Godwin. So uh, I'm going to go to the vote. All those in favour please show. Unanimous. Unanimous. Okay. On that note, I'm going to call for a three-minute comfort break. Thank
10: you. (laughs) Be a long
0: For your information, we are going to do the last two applications, um, 4.1 and 4.2 next because Miss Heath has to go. So we are going to start with those two. Are you all back now? Yes. Right. We will now re re Start the meeting again. And we are going to move to the two last applications starting with UTT 143121. And Ms Heath, you're going to take us through this. Hmm? Page 97.
9: 97.
19: Thank you, Chair. This application for non-material minor amendment relates to the utilisation of render to all elevations instead of brick and render. So this first drawing here is the approved um, drawing, and this is the proposed. So you can see that um, it's all rendered now. Um, It also relates to the bricking up of the existing window to the study on the south elevation, shown here. You can see side south. That's that's approved, and this is proposed. Um, And also the proposal is to um, reduce the height of the front and the side um, lean-to Extensions. If I go back, you can see they, the roof is slightly higher there, and it's dropped there. The proposed amendments are considered to be acceptable. They won't be detrimental to the appearance of the dwelling or to neighbouring amenity, and they accord with n- relevant national and
6: local plan policies. Councillor Would it surprise you to know that I'm perfectly happy to support this recommendation? Okay.
0: Fine. Do I have a seconder for that? Right, nobody else wishes to speak on this? Okay, we go straight to the vote on this one. All those in favour, please show. Unanimous. Thank you. Right, the next one is UTT 143181, and Ms Heath, you're going to take us through this one as well.
19: Thank you, Chair. This application for a non minor amendment relates to the installation of an additional window to the front elevation. I can't. ah, here we go. Um, so here you can see where the mouse is. This is the approved front elevation. So there's one three-paned window. Um, and the minor amendment wishes to change this to a single-pane window and a, a double-pane window. The proposed amendment is considered to be acceptable. It won't be detrimental to the appearance of the dwelling or to neighbouring amenity and, of course, with relevant national local plan policies. It's also worth mentioning the applicant included within this application for non-material minor amendment, the removal of an internal wall, the installation of a RSJ and the installation of a velox window in the existing kitchen roof, shown here. Um, These, however, are not minor amendments to the approved applications but are building control matters and actually a permitted development matter. So we're only considering here the front elevation window. Thank you.
0: Okay, do you all understand it? It's just the window. Councillor Kant. Do I have a seconder for that? Councillor
3: Wells. Does anybody wish to speak? Councillor Perry. Sorry, Chairman. I will speak. I know we can't say anything against it, but I want to draw officers' attention to a certain aspect. Um, Our records don't go back far enough insofar as that a number of years ago the adjoining property, which that is part of an adjoining wall there, was almost gutted by fire and there is an inherent sort of defect in that wall. And I think that should be noted at this point in time for the officer's attention. I also have problems because at the time when the extension was first granted, there was nothing done about the protection of the tree that was there, which is a TPO, because the roots of the tree do go around that area and they need to be protected.
4: Chairman, I'm afraid these can't be considered at this, yeah. for this item. This is uh, purely considering the change to the front window and the elevation, we can't consider any other detail on this yes. minor amend- non-material yes. amendment. Even. Yes.
0: So I'm sorry, Councillor
3: Perry, we have to stop you there. So if we dig and clear nope. the tree, that's nothing. I right. have okay. to stop you there. Okay, I I'll go it. back to what you did first then. I've had a complaint from a number of people that said that the actual design of where the windows should to be placed have not been put on the website, therefore they cannot make comment. Would they like to say that please?
0: Um, could you answer that? Nathan? Yes, well
4: I can because it's a non-material amendment, we don't consult members of the public. Um, it's only coming here because it's a council, ap- a council application, non-material amendments by their very nature are not, consult- uh, not sent to the parish council and they're not subject to consultation.
0: Right, it has been proposed in second. Councillor Hicks. Councillor Hicks.
4: Thank you, Chairman.
18: Uh, could, uh, could you give a ruling as to whether uh, uh, Councillor Perry should bring personal feuds into this chamber? I think I it's think m- most inappropriate, stop. and I think uh,
0: you, should, you should, you should right put a stop to it, Chairman. There. I'm going to stop you right there. The officers have what we need to determine this window, nothing else, and so please let us concentrate on the planning minor planning application that is in front of us, which is the window. So it has been proposed and seconded. I can't see any other hands up that they wish to talk about it, so we will go straight to the vote on this one. All those in favour, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six,
25: seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve.
5: Is
0: against? Any abstentions? One. The application is passed. Right, and we are now going to go back to page 61, and that is UTT 142370 Burden. And Emanuela is going to take us through this. Right, have we gone back?
18: Chairman. Oh, sorry, Council Hicks. Chairman, you said uh, um, any... Um, Declarations of interest should be made yes, yes. at appropriate time, and um, I and do have previous acquaintance with the applicant in this case, um, but it's non-prejudicial. Non-non uh, no non,
0: pecuniary. Okay, fine. Can you add that to yes, the
1: list?
18: Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jim. When we get to Fels, did I thought it was the Felstead one, and we have two. Yeah.
0: Okay, we'll make a note of it then.
28: Thank you, Chair. Um, before I introduce this particular item, can I draw your attention to one or two amendments in the pla- recommended planning condition? Planning condition two, is supposed to read as follows Prior to the erection of the dwelling hereby permitted, not including f- footings and foundations, samples of the materials to be used in the construction of the external surfaces of that dwelling and its enclosing garden wall as hereby permitted should be submitted to and approved in writing by the local planning authority. Development shall be carried out in accordance with the approved details. reasons in the interest of the appearance of the development in accordance with policy Gn2 of the adopted local plan. Can I also uh, bring it to the attention of members, condition 3. Uh, because it's not within the application site um, it is officer's opinion that could be referred to as an informative rather than condition. Thank you. The application site seeks to seek a revised design following the planning permission granted on 7 7th of February 2014. The site is occupied by a barn and 2 storied buildings that have the benefit of a long-standing commercial use. However, given this location of the site within the village, the proposed replacement of the existing buildings and commercial use with a well-designed eco-home will be material benefit in terms of setting the amenities and nearby resi- residents and highway safety. The application seeks, to therefore, afford relatively minor, minor modification to the design of the approved building to enhance its traditional appearance and form. This involves the introduction of features typically found on a band which add interest to the elevation without materially increasing the floor area and visual impact. The issue before this application, therefore, is that the proposed revised scheme rear projection will only be increased by two meters. So I can take you back again to the drawing. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you. Now, the, m- one of the issues raised by joining occupiers is that the, the proposed revised scheme rear projection will only be increased by two meters in length, and the approved ground floor width was Formerly 14.7, and the revised proposed scheme rear ground extension width will be 14 meters, which reduces by 0.7 meters following the additional rear projection of 2 meters in length. And as a result, the distance of the nearest residential building to the southwest is 4.4 meters and to the southeast is 8 meters, while the distance in terms of approved scheme is 4 meters the adjoining properties at the southwest and the distance to the southeast adjoining property remains at 8 meters. Furthermore, the issue raised is that the height of the approved scheme was 7.15 meters and the current proposed height as a result of the revised scheme has been reduced to 8.7 with a traditional pitched roof. And roof pitch has been raised from 30 degrees, for example, to 45 degrees, as 30-degree walls considered too shallow for a barn. And the principal elevation is extended at the first floor over the approved home office and extends out by two med- 2.5 meters. In design terms, the building has been designed to replicate the form and scale and fenestration of converted barn its appearance will be enhanced by good quality vernacular materials including black painted feather-wretched timber, boarding and timber windows the roof of the barn will be clad with slate. The overall effect will be that of a traditional design building that is appropriate to the setting near listed building in a rural area. This part of the this part of the village contains buildings which vary significantly in terms of design size and scale. Overall the proposal will not have any traffic implication. Having considered the issues before you, on balance, following the recommended planning condition, the application is recommended for approval. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I have a couple of speakers already, and, but we do before that have the agent, Mr. George
29: Ford, who would like to speak. Good afternoon, Madam Chair, ladies and gentlemen. I am aware that there has been objections to this application by neighbours but generally feel that these are somewhat unfounded and what our client is proposing now will enhance the surrounding area more than the previously approved application which did have full support from the neighbours. The previous application gave consent to a dwelling on the site which set the principle of the land use as residential on the initial application we consulted neighbors and indeed considered their views and worked with them into our proposals to the extent that we did move the position of the building eastwards by some three meters to respect their wishes This second application followed discussions with the site owner and his agents and sought only to enhance the building as proposed the alterations do increase the overall footprint Footprint of the building, but only by virtue of forming a traditional cross wing feature with lean tos to the forward facing elevation. The height has been increased from 7.15, which had a very shallow 30 degree pitch, to 8.7, which steepened the pitch to a more traditional angle. This is much more in keeping with a traditional Essex barn and does match better those within the immediate vicinity. On the original consent, permitted development rights were not removed, which could extend the property quite dramatically once occupied. This can, in fact, be as much as eight metres, which is considerably more than this second application. Having this more traditional elevation would preclude any future extensions as this does not readily lend itself to be extended, which would overcome the building growing on the forward elevation. In light of the above, I trust you may consider our attention, uh, intention on this application favourably and grant permission. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, Councillor Macklin. Uh,
6: thank you. Um, well, am I correct in assuming that if we chose to, we could uh, remove further development rights to prevent any further yes, we, could,
0: we could put that on as a condition.
6: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because uh, that, that certainly um, meets one of my concerns. Uh, I, I actually consider, when you when you look at what was originally on this site, so like a derelict barn, and then you look at this, which I think is a very impressive building. I think it's a perfectly acceptable development, and uh, I propose that we approve the officer's recommendation.
0: I'm going to add PD rights taken away because I would like to propose that. And uh, I will sir, then second
6: you know, it. I will add that on as well removal of PD rights. Yes,
0: right, sir. and I will second it from the chair because I think that's quite important. Um, I also think that this is a much better design than that was there before. It really does fall into the uh, Essex Barn category, and, that like it, right? and there
9: are a lot, of us that, a lot of them. So, yes, I would do that. Right, Councillor Kent? Uh, Thank you. Has it been seconded? Yes, okay. Um, When I first read this report, I was somewhat apprehensive, but um, having visited the site, um, I think it will fit fit in extremely well and and really, you know, the removal of the tin barn will certainly enhance the area somewhat.
16: Uh, Councillor Loughlin. Thank you. Well, I called it in because I had the same concerns. Um, but when I actually visited the site, and I hadn't seen it before, uh, I, uh, well, any fears I had disappeared, especially when, when you said, imagine me standing on the roof. That did it for me. So uh, that's uh, for, the, for the height, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it is further away. There is no overlooking, and I, I don't really think it will have much effect on the uh, neighbours. So, no, I'd be happy to vote for this. Councillor
8: Ranger.
10: No, Chairman, I was talking about adding permitted development rights uh, taken on.
0: Councillor Easton.
8: Same thing, Chairman, permitted development rights.
0: Right, that's all the speakers I have then. Then I will go to the vote. It has been appro- a proposed for approval with PD rights removed. All those in favour, please show. Unanimous. Okay, right, thank you. The next one is... Utt 142412 Felsted and Mrs. Demott. You're
20: going to take us through this. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Chairman. Um, This came to the last committee, and it was deferred by you for a site visit, and most of you went to the site um, uh, on Monday afternoon. Um, The proposal relates to uh, the old post house in Chumpswood Road, Felstead, and um, and, uh, the proposal relates to the removal of this rear extension, and the erection of a new two story extension um, to the rear of the property, um, the floor plans, as originally submitted show a bedroom window <coughs> so excuse me a bedroom window here and a bathroom window on the other side and there were concerns about um, potential overlooking from this bedroom window to the neighbouring property and um, we also went to the neighbouring property to see uh, what the effect would be from there. Um, The applicant would like you to consider these plans um, But if you feel minded to refuse this scheme on the um, possibility of overlooking, they have submitted an alternative scheme, which is the same design but now has a bathroom on the side of the neighbour and a bedroom um, where the bathroom was going to be. So we would have obscure glazing here and um, there's already proposed to be obscure glazing on this side um, window here, which is on the stairwell. Um, Since these plans have been received, we've had an additional letter from the neighbour. I'm still concerned about... Um, the proposals would materially overlook, overshadow and have an overbearing effect on the whole of the garden of the attached property. Um, The fact that it would now be a four-bedroom house and create greater parking issues. Um, But they have said that if you are minded to approve the application that they request um, an extra condition be imposed, which is that the upstairs window nearest to Jasmine Cottage, so the one serving... The bathroom, if you're going to approve the bathroom plans um, be obscure glazed and um, duh, 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 uh, and um, ventilated unopening window or if it's going to have an opening window that only this side of the window opens and not this side to prevent, so it's opening out so that they can't see into the neighbour's garden Um, so the recommendation is that the application be approved and um, uh, in accordance with the conditions on there and potentially revised plans and um, an additional condition depending on which plans you decide you want to approve
8: which application are we approving
4: the, the recommendation is for you to approve the bedroom on the neighbour's side and the bathroom on the side. We don't think that there is an overlooking issue. The bathroom on the side. No. No,
0: no, the other way round.
4: As the original application, which we recommended approval last November, yeah. so we haven't changed. But because of the concerns raised, the applicants have sought to try and address those but we don't consider that's necessary, so we're still recommending the first approval.
0: The offices are recommending the first approval, but there is a revised proposal in, and therefore if the committee are minded, you could go for the revised proposal, which would clear up the concerns of the neighbour by having obscure, glancing, uh, obscure glazing. There is obscure glazing going to be on the on the stairwell, um, but that is the situation, so y- you're on the site visits, you know that. What, what think. Right, uh, can I say
20: Davey first
0: of all?
7: Yes Madam Chairman I I, I think that the uh, solution that's been arrived at with the uh, alternative arrangement with the bathroom uh, on the side of the uh, affected property uh, if if I would propose that we go that route um, rather than the recommendation if they're prepared to put uh, amendments in to allow for that then that's my proposal.
0: Do I have a seconder for that, Councillor Macman? Can I just ask the officers uh, can we determine that now? W- does it, doesn't it have to go out to consultation or has that been done? Okay, that's been done so we can go ahead as, uh, yeah, the as consultations
5: it. have been done on the revised plan so you know all the consultations are done so we can approve it if we wish okay, to. Okay, fine.
0: Councillor Macman, did you wish to add anything else except for your seconding?
6: I uh, need to say that uh, I mean it, it shows that the applicant has been prepared to uh, take steps to alleviate the concerns of their neighbours, which I think is refreshing. Uh, Councillor Ranger.
10: Thank you, Chairman. Um, To my mind, uh, there is a degree of overlooking in as much that when we stood in the background of the adjoining cottage, um, it's apparent that the the, the boundary line between the two runs away at an angle. And the new window does look down directly into the back garden rather than gaining a, yeah. a vision as you might otherwise in a, in a terrace situation. So it's not ideal. Um, the, the applicant has proposed to swap the bathroom around, but that's actually going to incur him in mean, additional plumbing and drainage costs. Um, I would have thought it, there might have been a, a, a solution whereby the bedroom stays that side. You emit the window on the back elevation, but you put in conservation Velux roof windows. Other brands are available. Um, but, I mean, that may well be something that they could come back with if we approve one version or the other in an attempt to, uh, to take away the problem altogether.
0: Councillor Um
2: Thank you, Madam Chairman. I, I was um, going to actually propose the original one on the basis that anyone that lives in an intimate community uh, with terracing can always see in the neighbour's back garden. So I'm just curious. Having grown up in a house that was terraced, you could always see in at least three gardens, to the left and to the right. So I'd be very happy to uh, to propose the first proposal, and that is to have the bedroom on the right.
0: You can do it as an amendment if you so wish, but it's uh, at the moment on the table is reversing.
2: Yes. Well, we'll vote on that first then.
0: Okay. All right. Councillor East.
8: Have you, Madam Chairman? Well, that's refreshing. I don't have to put my hand up. Um, I'm I'm just concerned now that we're not all singing from the same hymn sheet and therefore we're not sure what we're about to vote for. Are we voting for the original concept or are we voting for the bathroom on the right-hand side?
0: Let Let me spell it out. We are voting, we have had proposed... And seconded the revised application, which is for the bathroom nearest to the neighbour and the bedroom going to the other side. And obscure glazing, of course, will be in the bathroom.
8: I'm obliged for your clarification, Madam Chairman. Most illuminating.
9: (laughs) Councillor (laughs) Count. Thank you, Chairman. I mean, I'm I'm quite happy with with the original application. I think when we went into the garden, it's perfectly obvious that there will be an equal amount of overlooking from both dwellings into the gardens of both houses. And so uh, I think in some ways, um, you know, it's a bit... um, Not exactly unfair but uh, you know i think to complain about your neighbor doing exactly what your house what has been done to your house is a bit strange Mm. um the only the only problem i have with the original recommendation is the jetty that that stands out and i don't think the bit that stands out should be obscure glazed i think it should actually be lath and plaster and it should be solid and that window that um, stands out should just have glass on two sides facing that way and facing that way because i think there's a difference to looking out that way into a garden and looking out that way which could actually give you views of your into your neighbor's house whereas the windows actually facing the garden you wouldn't be looking into your neighbour's windows, you'd just be looking into their garden, so I, I have no problems um, i mean I, I think, as Councillor Ranger says, in some ways, the application is presented for us. The applicant is prepared to bend over backwards, but I really don't see why he should if the original application is perfectly acceptable so thank you uh, and Councillor Hicks.
18: Thank you, Chairman. Um, if uh, Councillor Eden is prepared to um, propose his amendment and move the bathroom back to its original position, then I'm quite happy to second that. You can
0: propose the am- amendment if you so wish to. Do you- Let's have it some it clarification. Has, yes, I,
2: I will propose the original planning application, well, which is to, to, to help, help Councillor Easton, who's yeah. not paying attention, um, is to uh, have the bathroom on the right. right.
0: And you have seconded it. We are allowed to do that. We now have to go to the amendment first. Is that correct? Yes. Right. Does anybody wish to speak to the amendment? <coughs> Councillor Gant.
9: Can my proposal that that... I don't know whether you can point on it in scre- on the screen, but you know the little window I mean. Yes, that one, which will directly look back into the garden and possibly into the windows. Uh, can that be actually lath and plastered rather than obscure glaze? Because I think with obscure glazing, it still actually looks like a window, and it's still you can actually see through obscure glazing, despite what people say.
0: Can we do that by condition? Okay, we can do that by condition. Are the proposer and seconder are, are happy to have that as a condition? Yes,
2: yeah, on this occasion.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. As nobody else wishes to speak, oh, Councillor Wells. Sorry, just for clarity, because I've become totally confused. We're now yes. voting for what was the original. We will. Thank the officer will take you through. Thank you.
4: So we have a proposal which is for the amended scheme. That has been. That proposal has been amended by Councillor Eden and Councillor Hicks. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: Right, just to
4: listen to Mr Taylor. It's been amended by Councillor Eden and Councillor Hicks subject to a condition by Councillor Kant to have uh, a a rendered side of that jettied area. As that's amendment, you have to vote on that first before we go back to the substantive motion. So we'll take that amendment first, which is the proposal by... um, Councillor Eden and Councillor Hicks to go back to the bedroom on the boundary and the bathroom in its existing location with no obscure glazing to the bedroom window.
0: So in other words, the application that is in front of us, not the revised application. Do you all understand that? Yeah. Councillor Ranger, you're looking puzzled.
10: I am looking puzzled. I thought we were <laughs> going to vote on an amended proposal which was the bathroom to the right as we see it. That's been amended. You Can, can't do that. Well, no, we, no. We, we, we,
4: we had, a, we had a, a proposal to approve the amended plan. So it wasn't an amendment, pr- amended proposal. It was a proposal to amend to approve sub- to the amended plans to shift the bathroom to the side. That proposal has been amended by Councillor Eden to shift it back, so the bedroom is on the boundary and the bathroom is in the current location. Seconded with a s- subsequent condition by Councillor Campbell.
8: Chairman, that's not procedurally correct. Sorry.
4: Uh.
0: I will ask the legal officer, who I think is the arbitrator on this. We can vote on,
25: you can vote on the amendment,
0: yes. The amendment for clarity is the original application which you all looked at on October the the 15th when I wasn't here. So that is what we're looking at with a condition that we take out the, the, the window that looks over into the neighbour's garden and have a laugh and plaster wall there. Are you all understanding it now? OK, Councillor Ranger, you've had well, too many chocolate cakes, if you can't understand <laughs> that.
10: For your information, Chairman, I had no chocolate cakes today. <coughs> I was a very good boy. But from the purely aesthetic point of view... Both of those sides of that projecting bay window would need to be treated equally. You wouldn't block up one and leave the other because it would look very odd because it is a bay window. So it's got to have some integrity. It's either got two solid sides or two glazed sides.
4: Chairman, it's a proposal.
0: And there are windows where you do actually have uh, um, one side... Solid on the other side of glass. I think we need to vote as it has been uh, proposed by the committee and take it from there. So, all those in favour of the amendment, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six,
25: seven, eight, nine.
0: Those against?
25: One, two, three, four.
0: Right. The amendment is carried. We now have to go to a substantive motion. Will somebody please propose? You have to propose the substantive motion.
2: Please. I propose the substantive motion. I look Dor- for a seconder.
0: Seconded. Right. No. Yes, the substantive motion is what you have just voted on. <laughs> All those in favour, please show. One, two, three, four,
25: five, six, seven, eight.
0: Those against? One, two,
25: three,
2: four.
25: Right. It's, uh, it's Somebody's uh, One abstention. All ab- abstention.
0: Lo- right, we have one abstention. The motion the, the application is passed.
4: Yeah.
0: Right, we also now have to pass the listed building consent. So could I please have a proposal we for we the listed building the consent, please? So yeah. Councillor yeah. Mackman?
1: Yeah. Okay. Building,
0: uh, Seconded. All those in favour of listed building consent, please show. Uh, what?
23: We, if you wish to talk about the listed building consent, that is fine.
10: It
23: doesn't automatically
10: follow what you've granted planning consent for, you actually grant listed building consent for. Right. There's, well, a, let's mat- hear there's your a matter of detail that I raised. Right. This is a listed building, after all. And if we have lopsided bay windows, I have to think Barbara Bosworth will be around here as quick as that.
0: So are you proposing uh, an amendment? I don't think you can, actually. Can
5: so you not? want both sides to be rendered. You is want that both what you're sides saying? to
0: be rendered, is what you're saying.
5: You want both you want, sides want to
10: be
0: rendered. You want both sides to be... OK. Councillor no,
16: I, uh, I can't remember the other side. I can remember the side... Uh, you know that was overlooking and i agree with councillor Kant. it is definitely because that was what we were talking about on site the other side i can't actually remember what that was if like that was
4: an p- issue it's
0: uh, not an issue but there is a window
4: there i think the issue from councillor ranger's point of view is not on this case overlooking which we're not going to consider on the list of building aspects but the symmetry of the projecting area the Cesics. Um we've got a condition um, on the last application that you approved so on the left of that plan to now be rendered obviously on the right hand side um, it's a window and it's whether or not in your view that is acceptable to be slightly lopsided in relation to that listed building element
0: I don't think I have a problem with it but maybe other members do go to the vote. then we will go to the vote all those in favour of listed building consent as it stands within the the application, please show. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5,
25: 6,
0: 7, 8, 9. Those against?
25: 1, 2,
0: 3. Right, it has been passed. Okay, the next one is... is UTT 142545, Little Bardfield. Mr. Thirvold, you're going to take us through
25: I don't know who proposed it.
16: Mm -hmm.
11: Sorry. sorry. Thank you, Chair. I'll try and keep this one short. Mm -hmm. This retrospective application relates to the erection of 23 CCTV cameras which have been recently installed on the top of three-metre high timber poles at 70 metre space intervals inside stock perimeter fencing around the perimeter of this approved solar park nearing completion to form a site security system for the solar park once operational. The cameras installed are light grey in colour, are set at a slightly oblique inward angle along the site boundaries for trespass detection and are motion sensor activated. The applicant has stated that the perimeter CCTV security system is necessary in order to detect any unauthorised access and to ensure that the solar park will be fully insurable against theft and damage where a previously intended internal CCTV system was considered insufficient by the operators insurers for the site. I'll just run through this is the uh, site perimeter as you can see and the 23 cameras installed equidistant. Just a typical example of what it is. And that's the camera. (coughs) Now, uh, this is the solar farm as being constructed. Uh, You can just about see one of the cameras on the poles there from a far distance. That's with a uh, telephoto lens, of course. Um, And similarly, one is here from the uh, busted green Linzel uh, viewpoint. Um, that's just way down from uh, the viewpoint Linzel. That's uh, right by the entrance, that's the typical uh, installation there and similarly you can see them down the line like this on the inside of this uh, stock perimeter fencing and again at the entrance. So that's what they look like Um, and this has been submitted by the uh, applicant to show uh, the context that's the uh, camera there. Uh, this is where new hedgerow planting will be uh, put in as part of the original solar scheme for this location, as per condition. Uh, and that is the footpath on the northwestern side. And as you can see, there's a distance uh, uh, from the perimeter fence to that footpath. So it is considered by officers that the CCTV system as installed would not have a significantly detrimental impact on rural amenity at this location where perimeter hedging is proposed as part as I just discussed and also would not give rise to privacy issues for walkers of the adjacent public footpaths for the reasons stated in the officer report namely that they would be inward facing from the site perimeter line. It is therefore recommended, Chairman, that the application be approved subject to the conditions as listed to further mitigate against any rural harm by the installation, including no sources of external lighting. Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you very much. Now the agent would like to speak on this one. It's Jonathan Wright.
30: Thank you, Chair and members. My name is Jonathan Wright, and I'm speaking on behalf of Light Source Renewable Energy. We have acquired the site from the previous applicant's and it has become apparent that the previously approved CCTV cameras would have been wholly inadequate at meeting the operational requirements of a security system. As with LightSource's other solar farms, the cameras are needed for full coverage of the perimeter so that insurance against theft can be bought for the site. The cameras are small in size and light grey in colour. They are mounted on wooden poles within the site fence at intervals of 70 metres infrared and motion sensing technology means that no lighting is required and they will only be activated if movement is detected within the site boundary. They are positioned so that they only detect movement within the site perimeter and will have no views of the public areas. They are not deemed to have an unacceptable adverse landscape impact to the degree that consent should be withheld, especially when taken into account the approved wider development. As a commitment to the original solar farm permission, new trees and hedgerows will be planted outside the fence line to help screen views off the site, including these cameras. They will be grown and managed for the duration of the solar farm life. As indicated by the officer's recommendation for approval, the proposal is considered to be in accordance with the relevant planning policies regarding design and the countryside. As the statutory consultee, Natural England have confirmed the security system is unlikely to affect any protected sites or landscapes. The cameras are temporary and will be decommissioned at the same time as the solar farm. Therefore, there would be no residual landscape or visual effect. In summary, the application subject to the recommended conditions is considered acceptable with regard to all material planning considerations. I therefore respectfully ask that this committee grants planning permission in line with the officer's recommendation for approval.
0: Thank you very much. Councillor Easton.
30: <coughs> Thank you, Chairman.
8: Um, we hear that the cameras are temporary. How long does the um, solar farm have permission for?
0: 25, 25 years.
8: Right. So it's temporary for 25 years. Right. Um, this, I see this is a, a retrospective application. Is this for replacement of existing CCTV cameras or new ones?
11: It it was proposed on the original application that there be infrared internal CCTV cameras um, where they would obviously, at some point, reach to the perimeter of the site. But um, after the new operator took over this site, uh, light source energy, it was confirmed by their insurers that the exist that proposed infrared security system would not be sufficient to cover the the site insurance and hence this is why we now have the, the perimeter CCTV system whereby the insurance cover would be uh, sufficient for the operations.
3: Uh, Councillor Perry. Thank you Chairman. I wonder what they get up in the woods today But I'm concerned of the fact, A, it's retrospective, B, I see no justification for it because I I don't think there's been any report of any theft or anything going there. And also human rights legislation is very clear regarding CCTV and any rambler or anyone walking down that can demand to see what's on that camera. So I have concerns. I think you'll find that insurance-wise
0: they have to have some form of CCTV, but Mr. Fairbill will confirm
11: that. Yes, I mean, that that is correct, uh, to to enable the operations to take place. So uh, what we are looking at here potentially is the viability of this solar scheme at this location if this kind of CCTV system is not implemented. Um, That's assuming, of course, that the operator uh, uh, continues with this uh, and it's nearing completion. So, we obviously have a situation where, as you can see by the photos, all the solar arrays are now installed, and it is now the perimeter works, including the planting of the hedging uh, on the next available planting season, which hopefully will be this season. Uh, and therefore, uh, to do away with this uh, new uh, system. Would obviously compromise that viability. What I have been uh, informed uh, by the operator um, is that this is a motion censored CCTV system, and therefore uh, the, camera, cam- the camera system is only operated when there is movement detected within the perimeter of the site.
0: Councillor Manel next. No, no, you're not next. I'm sorry. Councillor Manel is next.
17: Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I think this whole thing looks absolutely ghastly. It's like a, a sort of star lag Luft camp. But the um, emphasis is on planting the hedging in this season, I think. And you were saying, hopefully, can we not insist, because you're only going to allow the hedge to grow to 2.5 metres. These are going to be about a metre above that hedge, because it has to be pruned to that height all the time. So they should be getting the hedging in right now, shouldn't they? So can we insist on the hedging going in and can we also perhaps change the condition to keeping the hedge at a 3 metre height rather than 2.5 metre?
11: Um, I would certainly agree that if we can get the operator to do the planting this season, and obviously we are now in the planting season through to, to March next year, Um, that I will push for that. I did actually suggest that to the operator when this came in. On that very basis, we get a year's worth of planting growing before uh, uh, next year. Um, I've been informed by the the site foreman that uh, what now needs to take place is the uh, the hooking up of all the solar arrays to the, the plant and equipment on the site, the, the, the inverter stations and uh, transformers. So I would think, and we'd need to get this confirmed uh, by the operator, that uh, it's nearing completion and that any external works uh, could run alongside any planting outside the site, where um, I would think from my personal knowledge of this site, uh, the only um, bit which is um, disturbed really is the entrance as you can see here from the, the compound so I will, I will push for that as far as the, the height is concerned um, the hedging which was approved on the land s- condition was to be simple native hedging therefore a field mix species where um, we could I think arrange for that possibly to be I'm not quite sure how that ties in with the condition on the existing permission. That's the only thing. It would have to possibly override um, any condition approved but there again it is not the kind of hedging species, it's simply the height and it's possible we could impose a condition saying about the height of the hedge. I'd have to to seek advice on that.
17: Thank you.
4: Chairman, um, yes, I mean there's absolutely no reason why in fact I think it's required that the landscaping is done before next March because that's the condition on the uh, implemented consent. I would suggest that you add a condition on this if it's approved to um, confirm that and as it's retrospective you give them four months to ensure that that boundary hedge is planted to help in terms of the screening because I think that um, will underline the requirement of that if that's up to uh, allowing it to grow up to a three metre height obviously i potentially caution against planting a three meter hedge because in terms of the maintenance but or um, in, in terms of mm-hmm. Councillor Perry's point regarding um, human rights I, I think it's been quite clear and condition one covers this that the focus of the cameras are within the site mm-hmm. and therefore there is nothing in terms of walkers on the footpath and Mr Theobald is quite clear about that there's nothing in terms of those walkers where they'd be impinged or caught by the camera because you are quite right i had this in different other places, but you're quite right. But in this particular instance, it's quite clear that the cameras would not have an impact on that outside the site boundary, so that doesn't um, wouldn't be triggered. That concern,
8: them, What was the th- reason, please, for the need to prune the hedges to trim them to two and a half or three metres? Why do we need to do that? Is that a condition? That was no, simply so why?
11: to to make the, the hedge grow uh, to thicken yeah. out. I mean, that's the idea of uh, trimming, pruning to right. make it thickened. so. That
8: would only be done during the f- immediate first two years perhaps
0: yes, yes. Yes. it can okay. get bigger after that it's just that it needs to get thick and things. Uh, Councillor Ranger.
8: Uh, thank you Chairman um,
10: I would have thought that my learned colleague uh, Councillor Perry would uh, have been aware that CCTV is a deterrent. It's no good putting it in after the event um, uh, if it's a, an insurance requirement then obviously the, the, the applicant was in need of putting it in hence this is uh, retrospective and it's done at his risk, of course, so if we refused, he would have to take it out.
8: Councillor Salmon. Thank you, Chairman. If the operators knew this was a requirement by the insurance company, why didn't they come to us first before they put it in, rather than have retrospective plan application?
0: It's a different operator. The site has been sold on, and it is the new operators that have discovered that this is required. But so they could
8: still come to us before they put all the poles in.
0: Well yes they could have done yes yes you're absolutely right uh, councillor Eden is next
2: Um, thank you madam chairman I'm just sitting here amazed Um, Britain has a declining energy capability Uh, we are in danger of having blackouts and brownouts and god knows what Uh, we are desperate to find uh, green energy that works we have a site Uh, it's not unreasonable for somebody who's invested several million pounds to want to protect that site and they have a modern technology to do it um, and we're spending all this time dithering about it. My view is we should be approving it and getting the hedge growth and move on. Right.
0: That is a proposal, I presume.
2: It is indeed a proposal.
0: Right. Um, is there a second for that? Yes, Councillor Mackman. W- would you add on that a new condition that the hedge needs to go in within four months? Because I think that's
2: terrible. Absolutely.
0: Important. Right. Okay. So I've got Councillor Kant, who has not spoken before.
9: I was merely going to regret the retrospective application and propose it.
3: Yeah,
0: okay, fine. And then Councillor Euston,
3: you wish to come back? Okay. Right, it's Councillor Perry that wishes to come back. Thank you, Chairman. It's so nice. What I wanted to know is that is this going to be on every solar farm application or is it just at an insurance's whim?
0: Uh, I have to say that I have raised this issue before because this is the second if not the third but maybe the goalposts have moved with regard to solar parks but I think we will ask the officers to investigate the ones that we have already given permission to make sure that they, we're not going to have a whole series of these coming in.
4: Uh, most applications do include CCTV cameras on these yeah. To the extent it might change... I mean, if it changes, obviously, and we have an application come in, then obviously, as they're major applications, they'll be reported to you. Okay.
0: Right. It has been proposed and seconded for approval with an extra condition with regard to the planting uh, to be done within the next four months, I think we, we, we agreed. All those in favour, please show. Unanimous. Thank you. Right, and the next one is... UTT 14295 Ashton and Mrs Shoesmith you're going to take it it's an employee of the council
26: Thank you Chairman Okay the application before us is for One Crown Hill um, in Ashton the application is for the replacement um, single story side porch, um, which is located here, and it's a replacement for something slightly larger but not too dissimilar. Um, I'm just about to have a look there. Um, this is what's there at the moment, and that's what's proposed. It's proposed to be enlarged um, by a metre closer to the front elevation this way. Um, 1.5 metres in depth extra and 0.6 metres in height. Um, Overall um, there's no um, impact considered upon the character and appearance of the conservation area or the setting of the listed building which this is. Um, No objections have been raised by the conservation officer and no impacts considered on uh, residential or visual amenity. Therefore, approval is recommended, subject to the conditions listed within the report on page 91. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Mack.
6: Thank you very much. Uh, Just just initially, uh, would it be possible to consider this in tandem with the following... No, right. In that case, I'll propose this for approval because I think it's a perfectly acceptable proposal.
0: Do I have a seconder for that? Councillor Daly, do you wish to say anything? Okay, does any other member wish to comment on this application? I will go straight to the vote then. All those in favour, please show. Sure. Unanimous. Unanimous. We will now go to the listed building consent. Um, would you like to take us through this?
26: Um, no additional um, impact, as I stated, is considered um, upon the setting of the listed building and no objection from the Conservation Officer. Recommendation for approval.
0: Right, do I have a Councillor Davy? You propose. Mm-hmm. Councillor McMahon has seconded. Does anybody wish to speak on this one? Right, we will go straight to the vote. All those in favour, please show. Unanimous. Unanimous. Fine. Thank you. That finishes the list of applications. We will now go on to item number five, trees.
4: Thank you, Chairman. Um, And as you all appreciate, I do sometimes present on tree tree preservation, (laughs) Um, tree applications. Um, As you are aware, at the moment, because of capacity, Essex County Council uh, Place Services are carrying out a a consultancy service for us. So this report is based on their comments. This has only come to you because uh, um, of of the applicant. so this is a, a, a very simple application to um, ame- alter a tree within the Saffron Walden conservation area. The applicant is a UDC employee, otherwise it would have been a straightforward decision. You can see on page 106 the comments from the Essex County Council officer that it's, uh, the reduction in overall size and height um, is requested to clear telephone lines in the public walkway. It, they consider it acceptable and no harm to the con- character and appearance of the conservation area.
0: Do I have a seconder for that? Fine, Councillor Lachlan. Do you wish to say anything? Yeah, I just haven't got a clue what a roost tree is. (laughs) I've never heard of a roost tree. Okay. We've all learnt something today. Um... Well we can look it up when you get home Councillor Or uh, Nobody else wishes to speak All those in favour please show
25: Unanimous
0: Thank you The next on the agenda is The appeal decisions Which we seem to be doing Quite well There's a part allowed One part squashed At Taekly Um
8: On that appeal decision, I did speak to Mr Taylor the other day. On two of the dismissal cases we've had, the inspector has commented on the size of gardens and car parking. I did inquire whether it would be possible to include in our folder sometime in the future that we could have a standard sized garden that would be applicable to every application. Could we make sure that gets on to an amendment once we've got the local plan passed?
20: Mr Taylor, do you wish to comment
4: on that? Um, What I I said to Councillor Salmon is we can't amend the local plan now that's about to be considered next week um, to try and seek things like this, but there are adopted policies in relation to garden sizes and car parking spaces are finding favour with inspectors, which is very encouraging, and therefore we need to be stricter generally in relation to that, and yes, they need to be included within our policies as we move forward.
22: Thank you.
16: As you will imagine, Councillor Mackman and I are delighted to have won this, not once, but twice on this fight, and let's hope that they will come back with something better and something that the officers and, our,
0: and we can agree with. You're talking about 14 Cambridge I'm Road. I'm talking about Cambridge Road. We did actually Road. use it as an example this morning to show our <laughs> colleagues from Northern Ireland <laughs> well, R- 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 <laughs> how we go through the process. So they're actually quite au fait with this particular application. <laughs> so are we, yes indeed. Point, point
10: of order, Chair, it was a committee decision. Well,
0: well that that's is true. That is yes. true. Yes, that's Which true. But on I'm this sorry. occasion, you, the, the proposer and the seconder took it forward and yes. we did actually... Did we, ha- we highlighted we did. this we did the appeal that's yep. what i should have yep. said thank you okay fine and planning agreements i see from the planning agreements that the one in elsnham sawmill fuller's end has been refused i presume this is because the applicant would not negotiate or would not could not produce the the walkway is that correct Uh,
25: no we required the owners of the land over which the walkway was to be constructed to be parties to the section 106 agreement and they would not do so so we refused to uh, um, uh, do the agreement as they wished and refused the application
0: well, I think we were all very firmly that there had to be a walkway instead of the level crossing. So, so that is one that. Maybe. Can yeah? Did that go to appeal? I thought that I should uh,
16: declare an interest because it's actually a friend of mine. So I, but I just uh, I actually didn't know whether it. Been re- I thought it had been approved. I wasn't uh, there when it was. Uh, well, it's
25: been refused, but only recently, yeah. perhaps two or three weeks ago. So there is always time for an appeal, of course. Okay.
0: Okay.
5: Uh, there is an appeal on another scheme that we refused under delegated powers, which was being held in abeyance. Um, <coughs> so, excuse me, being held in abeyance pending the signing of section 106 on the one that the committee recommended for approval. Um, so, there will be an appeal in due course. Okay. Yeah, but that was dele- that was under
0: delegated yeah, powers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right, members, uh, there is no business that I consider urgent today, so thank you for your patience, and I will close the meeting. Thank you all very much indeed. sorry we have to call you back the legal officer has just told me they have an urgent business they wish to they wish to um, highlight as you haven't left the chamber could I please ask one of you
5: to deal with it they did forget to tell me that um, right, right. right. Councillor. yeah okay um, a couple of meetings ago, you approved um, an application at Stebbing, uh, near the school, for 31 houses, I think it was. Um, in the visit, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, sorry, oh, sorry, oh. sorry. Oh, yeah, you
0: have to, to go. go,
17: Christina. I'm sorry. These yeah,
23: are about to play equipment.
4: Bye. 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 <laughs> so, for clarity, Councillor Kant has declared a prejudicial interest and therefore left.
5: Um, Right, sorry about that. Um, So, yes, you approved the application, and part of the resolution was that there would be a section 106, and that included um, open space, including a lap. And the officers report wrongly put including play equipment, and there shouldn't be any play equipment in the lap because it's not big enough to be a leap. Um, So we're seeking your agreement to remove the requirement for play equipment from that section 106 so that we can get the agreement going. Councillor Eden?
2: Um, I propose that we allow the withdrawal of that uh, requirement for play equipment so the lap is a pure lap. It doesn't creep to a leap.
0: Okay. You you seconded. Lots of seconders. Anybody wish to speak on this? All those in favor please show. You're unanimous. Okay. Could we We will now close the meeting. Did you turn